And of course, Mr. Jared Formby for the Pimp Down intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at heystartrek.net. We're running without one of our normally awesome intros this week because Jared Fornby, the man responsible for those intros, is one of the many people who have been evacuated from their homes due to the High Park Fire in Colorado, which has already destroyed more than 50,000 acres of land. Jared himself is all right, but his home and the homes of many others are still threatened by the fire. Our hopes and prayers are with him in this very troubling and uncertain time. A philosopher once asked, are we human because we gaze at the stars, or do we gaze at them because we are human? Pointless, really. Do the stars gaze back? Now that's the question. The Headman's Locust Bean Cakes will be your Locust Bean Cakes. His fermented buffalo milk will be your fermented buffalo milk. His weak old dry... Please, I'm eating. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! I said, ah, 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 Please. And the more wishes you make, the more magnificent advantage you'll become. I made a promise, Mr. Brody. A promise. Don't you leave him, Subway's Gamgee. And I don't mean to. I don't mean to. It's possible, pig. I might be bluffing. It's conceivable, you miserable, vomitous mess. You broke your word. And for that, you will rot in this forever. I should have known you'd never be anything but a beast. And as everyone knows, Jared had to take refuge in a shelter for over three weeks due to the Fort Collins fire. But the fire was finally put out, and Jared was able to return home to find his house undamaged by the flames. But suddenly, Jared died of AIDS. Alan, quit saying Jared died of AIDS. What, I can't be funny on this show anymore? This is like, this is the serious show suddenly? I can't even make a goddamn joke? Jared's not dead from AIDS, people. He's not dead. It's a joke. You guys are fucking dicks. Welcome to Geek Bites, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about tonight? Well, we've done best sci-fi movie. We've done best horror movie. So uh, the next big genre... Uh, movie thing is best fantasy movie. So, uh, who's joining us tonight? Uh, well, tonight, uh, we've got Jeremy Sacker 
Karen and Christy Woke. Uh, Hi. Mike. <laughs> what? Oh, I was supposed. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to let you people talk. Uh, Jer. Well, come on. Everybody knows who you people are. I uh, know. Jeremy, say hello. Hello. Karen, we know you. Say hello. Howdy. And Christy, say hello. Hey. <laughs> Whoa, keep it a little low key there. Um, <laughs> Mike, how do the fights work? Well, each of our panelists chooses six things. We throw the throw in two more chosen by the Geek Fight staff to bring it up to 32. We randomly match them up, drop them into our tournament-style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. Uh, we each cast our vote and give our reasons. The winner of each fight moves on to the next round. This continues until we are left with only one, which is crowned, in this case, Best Fantasy Movie. Uh, there are no wrong answers on geek fights, only wrong people, so you can use any rationale you want, uh, be it clever and well thought out or just crazy and personal or anything in between. That's what we call geek logic, uh, and some well-constructed geek logic has been known to sway votes, so choose your arguments wisely. And with that, let's start mofo fighting. Uh, we're going to go right with you, Karen. You're going to start it up, start us off. It's going to be A Knight's Tale versus Highlander. This is definitely a knight's tale, anachronistic and um, in, engrossing. Um, it is everything that a fantasy mo movie should be. A uh, vote for a knight's tale, Mike. Uh, I am going to go with Highlander. Um, uh, I, I guess I'm going to be a little nitpicky here. I don't really consider a knight's tale to be fantasy. I mean, it is it is inaccurate historical fiction, but then again, so is most war movies um i mean it may have knights and armor and things like that but that's not enough fantasy for me highlander's got uh immortals who run around chopping each other's heads off it's got a great queen soundtrack it's spawned movie series or uh, several movies and a tv show i mean let me break out iconic even though it's not really iconic but uh it's probably more iconic than knight's tale so i will vote for highlander uh vote for highlander christy Okay, so I'm going to keep this one short by saying that I have not seen A Night's Tale, though I do know what it is, and I have seen Highlander, so I'm just going to vote for Highlander. A uh, vote for Highlander, and uh, I would totally vote for Highlander because of, here we are, born <laughs> to be kings, because that music video, seriously, go on YouTube. And watch the Highlander theme song <laughs> video for, that Queen does. You've got Clancy Brown sword fighting with, uh, what's his name? Christopher Lambert. And then they play guitars. It's crazy. But <laughs> um, I do like the shit out of A Knight's Tale. And uh, I do believe it is fantasy because they play golden years in the middle of it. And they start dancing. It's weird. So I'm voting for A Knight's Tale. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Jeremy. Which one takes the win? Well... <sighs> There can be only one, and that is Highlander. Uh, it's a, basically a movie about, um, you know, people decapitating each other, and so that's why it wins. And Highlander's moving on into the next round. We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know which one you're going with. It is Lilo and Stitch versus Brazil. Uh, this this is another strange one because again I am I am going to be kind of nitpicky in my definition. I don't consider either of these fantasy movies. Uh, Lilo and Stitch I didn't see, but isn't this about like a kid who finds a little alien? 
Yes. Yes. So that makes it science fiction. Uh, Brazil, uh, I also consider it to be a science fiction movie because it's kind of in the vein of, of 1984 and Brave New World and, and all the dystopian futures, although it's not uh, explicitly set in the future. Um, but I will vote for Brazil because I think it does have more fantasy in it. Uh, there certainly are fantasy sequences. And uh, Terry Gilliam's take on sci-fi is, uh, is actually a little loose. Um, though probably the biggest reason is because I haven't seen Lilo and Stitch. It's Lilo and Stitch. Either way. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Christy. All right. Um, I, I've seen Lilo and Stitch. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I really love the animation, of course, because it's from Disney. It has a kid in the hall in it. Um, but I put Brazil on the list because it's one of my favorite movies. And I, I mean, I, I, think, I think a lot of things can be classified as fantasy. And uh, I definitely think that Brazil counts as a fantasy. It's, it's, this, it's, a, it's a comic dystopian world, and it's all... Have, it's filled with crazy, whimsical machines that don't really do anything. And the main reason I'm voting for it is I want to end the episode with the Aquilera do Brazil, which is a really great song. And I think it would be perfect. A vote for Brazil. Um, I have never seen Brazil. Yeah, see, Damon's starting something new. I'm going to start telling you the things I haven't seen. I have seen Lilo and Stitch. And it is a fantasy that an alien that eats everything comes down from wherever it is and eats everything that decides not to eat a small child. Um, that's a fantasy. I will be voting for Lilo and Stitch. Uh, Jeremy. Um, I guess I agree with Mike. Uh, the fact that both these movies aren't really fantasy movies. Um, I have seen both. Uh, they're both enjoyable in their own way. Um, I actually initially did not like Brazil because it made me feel funny in the pants. Um, and uh, but as I grew older, I was able to tolerate, you know, the, what was going on. Very dark subject matter, very dystopian. It, it didn't. It kind of turned me off when I first saw it. But I definitely appreciate it now more uh, uh, as an you know an adult. Um, and there are some very fantastical elements to it, uh, specifically the dream sequences um, where he's uh, the main character is flying as an angel and battling demons of some sort. Um, and I just think it's a it's a pretty uh, pretty well uh, well made movie. So I guess my vote would go for Brazil. Uh, vote for Brazil, Karen. Oh man, I'm gonna break this down early and nitpick on you guys a little that are that are getting all subgenre y on this because anything that is not our world is fantasy. Technically, Brazil is probably speculative fiction rather than science fiction, and that it's not all about the technology, though it does contain technology. Science fiction tends to be associated with space. Uh, however, Lilo and Stitch has magic. Pudge controls the weather. Pudge controls the weather. Little fish needs peanut butter sandwiches. Controls the weather. A vote for Lilo and Stitch. But I don't think anybody's changing their vote. Nope. Brazil, Brazil is moving on and we are on to our next fight. Christy, this one is yours. 
It is a legend versus the thief of Baghdad, the 1940 version. All right. So I haven't seen legend in a really, really long time. Um, mostly what I remember is Tim Curry in a giant red devil suit, um, which is pretty cool. I remember lots of purple and red. Um, it's not, it's not really up on my list of favorite fantasy movies. But um, I'm going to go on about Thief of Bad Dad a bunch if it moves on. Um, I, it, it, I mean, it, it's up there with, with um, Clash of the Titans and Wizard of Oz. It has an, it's this amazing Technicolor film that's based on um, A Thousand and One Nights. And Aladdin, the Disney movie, stole a lot of character stuff from this movie. Um, I think I think that when you have you have like a prince or you have a king and a princess and a genie and a, a flying horse and all kinds of amazing things that um, I will save for the next round. Hopefully, if it moves on. A uh, vote for Thief of Baghdad. Um, I put Legend on the list because of Tim Curry in a bright red uh, devil costume, unicorns. Uh, horrible acting, almost as always, from Tom Cruise. Uh, Mia, isn't it Mia Sarah? What is her name? Yes, yep. Mia Sarah. Mia Sarah looking ridiculously hot. Uh, it's not a good movie, <laughs> at, uh, by, at the least, but it does hold a, a weird, odd, nostalgic spot in my heart, and I only saw it like five, ten years ago. So I'm going to vote for Legend. Jeremy? Um... I think I'm also going to have to go with Legend because it's pretty much a prototypical fantasy movie in its subject matter. Um, uh, prince and, and princess and demons and unicorns, like you said. Uh, you know, magical creatures. It is not a great movie. I definitely agree with that. Uh, it is Ridley Scott, who's a great director. And I think he did uh, as good of a job as he could. Um, it was very cool looking. And I remember as a child thinking it was better um and as i you know again as i became adult it kind of reversed for me i was like yeah this isn't really as good as i remembered it um but tim curry is super badass as the devil and um yeah i would definitely say that legend uh, and i actually have never seen the thief of baghdad although i do know that it has influenced um a lot of other uh you know similar movies so props to that but i'm going to with legend uh, vote for legend Karen. Um, I'm voting for the Thief of Baghdad for two reasons. First, I go to Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, infrequently, but I love it. I like my Tim Curry in as little clothing as possible. Second, uh, in the vernacular of the Thief of Baghdad, oh, I guess I watched the 1924 version, the silent movie. I was saying the vernacular of that version, uh, the rest of these are talkies. Not movies. They're talkies. Okay. So a vote for Thief of Baghdad. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one takes the win? Uh, I'm going to vote for Legend. Um, I actually I, I kind of disagree. I, I quite like this movie a lot. Uh, certainly it's flawed. Uh, I think the biggest flaw is uh, I'm not going to say Tom Cruise because I actually think Tom Cruise was a great actor. I just think he was uh, completely miscast, but I think he was the only one miscast. I think Tim Curry delivers 
what I think is the best performance by someone playing the devil uh, in any movie ever. Um, and like you said, it's got unicorns, it's got fairies, it's got gnomes, it's got goblins. Uh, it's uh, it's a pure fantasy movie. It's it's beautiful. Um, you know, it's, it's visually stunning. In the days before there was CGI, this was uh, Ridley Scott's first movie after uh, Blade Runner. Um, so yeah, and and actually uh, the director's cut, uh, which has some uh, some extended stuff, uh, as well as it replaces the Tangerine Dream score with a uh, a more orchestral Jerry Goldsmith score, uh, is actually uh, much much better. Uh, much truer to the original vision, and uh, both of them were available on the DVD set that came out a few years ago. But legend, and, and I love Tangerine Dream. So, legend is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It is the Wizard of Oz versus the Clash of the Titans, nineteen eighty-one. Uh, so, not the the awesome version with Liam Neeson as as Zeus, but that, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Because it wouldn't have mattered what you put it up against. Uh, well, in this uh, scenario, Wizard of Oz is the fucking shit. It's one of my all-time favorites. I love the shit out of the Wizard of Oz. I love the Wicked Witch of the West. I love the monkeys. I, I-, I love the magic that's in that that whole movie and the magic of color television. And in even as a child, when I watched that movie, I understood that moment when she opens the door and it goes from being black and white to being color, how important that moment was. And this was 40, 50 years after it happened. So uh, I've got to vote for The Wizard of Oz. Uh, Jeremy. Well, I, um, I chose Clash of the Titans. Um, and, I, and I certainly can respect uh, The Wizard of Oz's uh, impact on film in general. I mean, the movie is fantastic. It's probably one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, but... There's just something about Greek mythology and that world uh, that uh, Harryhausen was able to create with uh, Clash of the Titans that just really, just for me personally, uh, rings uh, rings you know more true. Um, it's very close. I felt like this is one of those. This was one of those matchups that was like a, a blockbuster right in the first round, and it was going to be difficult um, for me to choose. And I and I totally. Uh, you know, love the Wizard of Oz. It's fantastic, but I, I guess I have to go with Clash of the Titans because it just, just for me personally, uh, really uh, was awesome as I was growing up. A uh, vote for Clash of the Titans, Karen. I'm on the side of the Wizard of Oz. I actually I watched a lot of these movies this week to gear up, and I had never seen Clash of the Titans before. And while I loved the stop motion animation. Uh, somewhere in the background of the uh, score sounds exactly like a phone ringing. And I kept thought, thinking it was my work phone going off. And so it pisses me off. So I'm voting for the Wizard of Oz for spite. Also because it's awesome, but mostly for spite for that <laughs> fucking telephone. A vote for the Wizard of Oz. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to vote for the Wizard of Oz. This uh, This is one where I kind of hate the the randomizer for putting these two things up against each other. Yeah. Um, but hey, that you know that's how this works. Uh, both are movies that that I enjoy a lot, but uh, Clash of the Titans is one of those. It, it's something that I enjoyed a lot as a as a kid, and it's it's part of my youth. But uh, Wizard of Oz is something that I can respect as an adult. It's not just nostalgia. It's it's just it's a great movie. It's one of the the best movies ever made. Um, and it's got flying monkeys. 
vote. Like there's no releasing of any Krakens in Wizard of Oz. Yes, but she does release her flying monkeys. This um, is true. Flying Christy. monkeys beat a Kraken. Oh, yeah, they do. Christy? Sorry. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious what I have to go for. And I, I, I agree with Mike. It's really bad that this, these two went up against each other because they're two giants. They're just different. Um, the Wizard of Oz is like so colorful and trippy and really imaginative where as Clash of the Titans is based on, you know, Greek myth. So I think when it comes down to um, more inventive storytelling and not just plot-wise, but visually because the stop-motion um, effects have been you know, it, they were really popular at the time. You know, they took a lot of time to make. Um, but The Wizard of Oz is so iconic, and not just as a fantasy, but of American filmmaking. And it's, it's one of probably one of the most referenced films of all time. So I'm going to have to go with Wizard of Oz. A vote for Wizard of Oz. We represent the Lollipop Guild. Sorry. Wizard of Oz is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Jeremy, this one is yours. It is the never-ending story <laughs> versus Dark Crystal. Another hard one. Yeah, this was another tough one. I uh, I love both of these movies. Um, they're, I think, from around the same time, early 80s. Um, one is based on a book. One is, you know, from the genius mind of Jim Henson. Um, it really, for me, came down to which one of these movies is more rewatchable? And for me, the never ending story is the winner because there's just something about that scene when Bastion is riding his luck dragon and getting, you know, revenge on those bullies that even as I'm talking about it, I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little verklempt, you know, I'm getting some chills. So I definitely think that the never ending story is the clear winner. Never ending story gets a vote. Karen. I'm voting for the never ending story hands down as well. I get those same chills, even just hearing you talk about it. Go watching uh Atreyu go through the Sphinxes still oh, <laughs> freaks me out. I still like I'm on the edge of my seat, even as an adult. I that movie. I can't see anything else on the quarter of this bracket that it comes anywhere near never ending story for me and let's not forget the heartbreaking loss of artex the horse in the swamp of sadness still makes me cry every time i see it. another vote for never ending story mike uh i'm going to vote for dark crystal um and, and you know here i think is a, is a good example of uh of kind of maybe the differences uh in, in age here uh, i was older than you guys when i saw these movies and they they were kind of contemporary to each other um and i i really found absolutely nothing interesting in never ending story it's a kid's movie uh and i was not a kid um dark crystal however even though it is kid friendly um it's not a kid's movie i mean i saw this movie when i was like in junior high maybe even high school at this point i'm not exactly sure what year it came out um so i uh you know, I, I, one was a kid's movie, one was not. One appealed to me, one did not. Uh, Dark Crystal, still, it's a viable adult property, whereas 
um, never ending story. No, it's a kid's movie. And, uh, as Damon has pointed out, uh, I didn't have a childhood. Uh, that's not actually correct. I just don't wallow in it like everybody else. Ouch. Uh, vote for Dark Crystal. Christy. Yeah, I had a really hard time with this one, too, um, when I first saw the bracket. Because I'd seen, like, I'd seen Nevering the Story, like, I don't know, 2,000 times when I was a kid. I think it came out when I was, like, five or six. And I just kind of, it was one of those VHS tapes we, we watched over and over and over again. I'm sure my mother hates this movie. Um, and I've seen Dark Crystal a lot, too. And that appealed to me because I was, you know, into kind of dark stuff when I was a child also. But um, I went back and tried to watch both of these movies yesterday, and I could not get 20 minutes into Neverending Story. I just thought it was awful, and I, it, it ruined everything. I wish I hadn't tried to watch it again. So Dark Crystal definitely has to get my vote on this one. A vote for Dark Crystal. It is all tied up, and it comes down to me. Um... I watched Dark Crystal, I don't know, like two or three months ago. I didn't like it at all. Like, I, I remember watching it as a kid and loving it, but I, I just, for whatever reason, the Henson puppets did not work for me, as well as the Henson puppets do in Neverending Story, because Falcor is a Henson puppet. Uh, so there's still a little bit of Henson, and, and my favorite part is Falcor, betray you. I love I love the shit out of that. Uh, Never ending story will always be good to me, uh, even though I, I I haven't seen it within the last five years. It doesn't matter. I I've seen it as an adult and I still enjoy the shit out of it. Uh, but that's because I get to look at it through my child's eyes, and not I, that I have a child. I just have children's eyeballs. So um, I'm voting for Never Ending Story, and Never Ending Story is moving on. We are on to our next fight, Karen. This one is yours. It is Excalibur versus Conan the Barbarian, the 1982 version. These are another two that I actually watched for the first time this week. Um, what struck me about Excalibur is the strange use of lighting. Like there's just these green lights on set that you can just totally see reflecting off of shit. It was, to it was too weird for me. Um, I enjoyed Conan the Bar Barbarian. Um, I enjoyed it about five minutes into Conan the Destroyer um, until I just <laughs> <laughs> the point where he punches the camel a second time. I was like, this oh, joke is no longer funny. Can't do yeah, this. That, that movie is just a complete travesty. I, I watched, however, the new version of Conan the Barbarian and oh, I course. loved it and it has more to do. I mean, I loved it for more than just that I've seen Cal Drogo's dick already. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love the new one, and I'm going to let that sway me to, to vote for Conan the Barbarian, the 1980s version. Oh, uh, vote for Conan. Mike? This is, uh, this is another really, really tough one for me. Uh, both of these are movies that I, that I like for very different reasons. Um, Conan the Barbarian, uh, I think objectively, it's not that great a movie. It's, it's actually a pretty poor interpretation of Conan. Um, and, and I was a big Conan fan before this movie and, uh, and you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is horrible, but it's still just so kind of delicious to watch. And, and it's important because it gave us the line, the lamination of the women, 
which is probably the most fun I've ever had recording a geek fight. And uh, was actually the geek fight that, that sort of changed the show and made us realize that we could really do any kind of crazy topic as long as uh, we had fun with it. But uh, Excalibur is hands down my favorite version of the Arthur myth. Um, it's got a, a fantastic performance by uh, Nicole Williamson as, as Merlin. He's my favorite Merlin. Uh, it's got great geek cred with uh, Liam Neeson and Patrick Stewart. Um, I think it's a great looking movie. Uh, it's got Helen Mirren uh, when she was young and hot and naked. Um, so yeah, it's Excalibur. Uh, vote for Excalibur. Christy? Um, yeah, I've seen both of these movies a long time ago. And um, the one that I want to rewatch is Conan the Barbarian because it's absolutely ridiculous. So I'm going to vote for it. Oh, vote for Conan. And yeah, if it had been the most recent version of Conan, I would totally vote for Conan. Because the, the newest version of Conan is the shit seriously you have to go back and watch it uh those of you that are refusing because it's not arnold schwarzenegger that's fine it is conan though that's the thing who would refuse because it's not arnold there's a lot of people who who won't watch it because it's a remake it's a remake it needs to be arnold schwarzenegger that's my only conan you know the the same whiny people who talk about other things like that but um people who george clooney is their batman Ooh, wow i'm sorry for those people but yeah (laughs) those same people um, I I saw the new Conan and I, I have to disagree. I thought it was awful. Oh, I I could awesome. get through a half an hour yeah, of it. Apparently, it just, most of planet Earth doesn't agree with Damon either. Have you I, seen I just, his and penis I love first. Conan. I do. I wanted to love it. And I love Cal Drogo. I think he was great, even though it was a small role on Game of Thrones. But you know, it was just. I, I guess it was. The, I think it was the writing. It was just no one. It just, I don't know. It just really it was just it. sex in action, and that's all they tried to do. And, and they, they did that successfully. But I'm voting for Excalibur because it has sex in action. <laughs> and uh, it's all tied up. It comes down to you, Jeremy. Which one takes the win? Well, you know, again, this is a really tough one. I love both movies. I agree that Excalibur probably is the greatest um, uh, adaptation of, of the King Arthur myth. Um, great actors there there definitely was some weird lighting in it um uh but you know i chose conan the barbarian and i have to go with it because it's just such i mean say what you will i mean it's probably a little bit too long and uh some of the lines are just ridiculous and you know arnold this was at the point in his career in which he could barely speak english uh but they really tried to minimize his his speaking uh lines which i actually thought worked well for the movie and really what pushes it over the top uh for me is the just the absolutely phenomenal uh score of the movie i mean every scene is just so much more epic with the basil posidoris uh you know, score. It's just I could just listen to that score and not even have the movie on, and I would just you know be in heaven. So um, Conan is the winner, and Conan is moving on into the next round. We're on to our next fight, Mike. This one is yours. Uh, this one should be an easy one. It's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory versus Hawk the Slayer from 1981. Yeah, this is ridiculously easy. I've never seen Hawk. Willy Wonka is one of my favorite movies of all time. Willy Wonka. Uh, vote for Willy Wonka, Christy. I had never seen Hawk the Slayer either, and I was reading about it, and the only thing I could 
kind of teased out of it was there is a character named Gort, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, it's like fantastic nightmare of my childhood. One of the only musicals I enjoy, Gene Wilder, is creepy and awesome in it, and it's getting my vote. A vote for Willy Wonka. They chop a chicken's head off, and then they tote it as a children's movie. Literally, they take a live chicken and chop its head off. It's in there. Go back and watch it. I'm voting for Willy Wonka. <laughs> um, Jeremy. Well, I uh, I was the one that uh, that chose Hulk the Slayer, um, and uh, <laughs> it's it's a terrible movie. Uh, I'm not going to deny that it is just god awful, uh, but it is a fantasy movie, and it is it has its moments and. Uh, it's just one of those movies that you put on not to enjoy it, but to enjoy laughing at it. And I've had a couple of sit downs with friends where we just for the whole, whatever it is, hour and a half that the movie is could not stop laughing at how bad the dialogue is and how terrible the effects are. Um, the music is actually pretty good too. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just going to vote for Hawk the Slave cause I chose it, but no disrespect to Willy Wonka, one of the greatest, you know, movies, um, you know, uh, for, you know, in the fantasy and, and, and kids genre. Uh, but, you know, I got to represent. So choose Hawk the Slayer. A vote for Hawk the Slayer and Karen. There's only one Slayer in my heart. Buffy. So, so does that mean you're voting for Buffy? No. Well, I yes, thought you meant the band. She... No. Nice. Nice. Rain and blood. <laughs> I'll vote for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka is moving on we're on to our next fight Christy this one is yours it's the first unknown fight of the evening and because Karen's on the show Chris Mitchell picks up the slack it is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban versus Chris Mitchell's pick which I really fantasy okay it's Toy Story 3 Well, what do you mean? <laughs> Toy Story 3, of course, it's a fantasy. They're toys that run around and have lives and get, you know, into mischief That's and odd. such. It is Harry Potter 3 versus <laughs> Toy Story 3. Okay, yeah, I was like thinking mag- about that. Mag- okay, okay. Okay, so we got Harry Potter 3 is probably the most my favorite of the movies, but I'd rather read the books than watch the movies. Um, versus Toy Story 3 which I've seen a million times I've seen Harry Potter 3 once um, so I'm going to vote for Toy Story 3 Chris Mitchell a vote for Toy Story 3 yes it is, it is a fantasy that you know toys are magically running around and talking and having adventures it's the, it's the, the fantasy that every child has had and I can't remember what what was it the Indian in the cupboard is that the first book that I I, I read where that that shit was going down and I was like oh that would be so awesome if my toys could talk my GI Joes that would be great uh, but Harry this is the only representative of the Harry Potter franchise on here uh, I've got to vote for Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban it is fantasy through and through through it's got witches it's got werewolves uh, not this particular book. Uh, or movie, it does not have uh, werewolves, but it does have magic and a shit ton of it. So I'm going to vote for Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Jeremy? Um, I guess I, I don't really think Toy Story is a fantasy movie. Um, it's an enjoyable 
you know, little romp. Uh, it's a kid's movie, and uh, they probably should have stopped after the second one. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority there. But uh, this is Harry Potter all the way. I mean, uh, if this is even if it wasn't the only Harry Potter movie on the on the list, um, it's probably my favorite book, the third book. And I would probably say that it is my favorite movie of the series. Uh, time travel, folks. It's got time travel in it. Um, I know that's usually, you know, considered more of a science fiction topic, but uh, werewolves make up for that. Um, the introduction of Sirius Black, one of the best characters in the series. Um, much. It also took a turn. Uh, it was the book that really started the dark, you know, direction of the Harry Potter verse. Uh, the first two books were basically kids' books. Um, you know, they had some dark elements, but. You know, the third movie uh, really just, even though, you know, the, the lighting and the, and the, and the ambiance of the, of the film, it was, it was creepy at, at parts. Um, and I just thought that, uh, I forget the, the director, I think it was uh, Alfonso Curon directed it, I could be wrong on that. Um, but uh, just a great made film and a, a great, uh, you know, a great book as well. So Harry Potter. Uh, vote for Harry Potter's. Uh, Karen. I am epically confused by Jeremy and Mike's definition of fantasy because to me, just because it's animated and for children doesn't mean that it can't be a fantasy. It is a fantasy. It takes place in our world and there are toys that move. It's not sci-fi. It's not, you know, a war movie. What other genre would it be? Um, It is a wonderful fantasy it is yeah exactly what if your toys could talk what if they could move in the third movie in this the franchise for that was just gut-wrenching and beautiful from start to finish um harry potter and the prisoner of Azkaban may have been a great story but i don't think it's a better fantasy movie so i'm voting for toy story 3 a vote for toy story 3 it is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. And I remember you did cry in the theater. You almost cried in the theater I did while not watching. Cry in the theater. You almost cried I in the theater watching. Almost cry in the theater. You almost cried. I saw you tearing up. Uh, you couldn't. You you were mistaken because you were tearing up. And yeah, we were I was. wearing three D glasses, so you're. Yeah. There's no way. Um, but actually, Karen, I completely think that this is a fantasy movie. I I, I didn't discount. Uh, Lilo and Stitch because it was animated or for children it's because it was uh, an, an extraterrestrial and that to me is more of a science fiction trope if it had been a, a mystical creature that would have been different but this is I mean there's it's not like these toys were, were animated through uh, through technology they weren't little robots this is this is a very kind of magical thing so um, uh, I, I totally think that this uh, is a fantasy movie uh, I actually um, almost put uh, a Toy Story movie on here, um, but I was I was going to put uh, the first Toy Story movie because that is my favorite. Uh, Toy Story three, while I th- I think it's a great movie, it actually is my least favorite of the Toy Story movies, and that's not not a criticism. It's just saying if I have to rank them, um, it's it's the one that I would uh, I just like the other ones a little bit more for various reasons. Um, but Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite Harry Potter movie. Um, with the possible exception of Deathly Hollows Part Two, but that kind of that's got got an easy time because all of the uh, the exposition and setup is 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 done for it, so uh, it 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 doesn't have to do all the things that that sort of bog a movie down. 
Um, but yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban was the point. I saw the first Harry Potter movie, didn't really care for it that much. Saw the second one, didn't really care for it that much. Uh, the only reason I made it to Deathly Hollows is because Prisoner of Azkaban was so good. And that's when it was like, oh, these are not kids' movies. These are real movies. Um, and uh, it's got Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman is so awesome, he's going to be in the very next key fight. So, Harry Potter. Uh, vote for Prisoner Azkaban. Prisoner Azkaban is moving on. Mike Ortiz breaking Chris Mitchell's heart yet again. We are on to our next fight. It is Howl's Moving Castle versus the Purple Rose of Cairo. And the animation in Howl's Moving Castle is amazing. I love that story to death. And uh, Purple Rose of Cairo is Woody, Woody Allen. And I'm not really that much of a fan. So I'm going for Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, Karen. I am voting for Howl's Moving Castle as well. I literally finished watching that movie right before we started recording. Um, and Howl is Batman. Voiced by Christian Bale. Another vote for Howl's Moving Castle. Mike. Uh, I'm going to vote for the Purple Rose of Cairo. Um, I'm not a, a big anime fan, and you will see that play out uh, several times uh, on this side of the bracket. Um, but I am actually a Woody Allen fan, and I, I was actually tempted to put um, Midnight in Paris on here, because again, that's, that's an unusual fantasy movie, um, but it is still very much a fantasy, as, as is Purple Rose of Cairo. I mean, it's, it's movies coming to life. I mean, it's, it's similar to what happens in Toy Story, but it's, it's kind of more for adults. It's a great period piece. Um, so I, I think it's a great movie. I think it's Woody, one of Woody Allen's best movies. Um, it's, it's a, a funny movie and, uh, it's, it's just kind of a more clever idea. I mean, how, how was good. Uh, I, I did enjoy it a, a great deal, but, uh, uh, because I'm not as big a fan of anime and because, uh, it, it wasn't terribly original an idea. Whereas, uh, Purple Rose of Cairo, I thought was just a little bit more unique. Mike, I would have voted for midnight in Paris so hard. I, I almost put it on this list. It was it was it was tough. Uh Christy. All right. Um I really like Howl's Moving Castle. I'm a big Miyazaki fan. Um, but um Couple Rows of Cairo is my favorite Woody Allen movie. It's so it's like it's the first one first movie on this on the bracket so far that more subdued. It's not like an action movie. It's not in your face. It's just, it's a drama, but it's, it's funny and it's sweet and sad. And it's, it's about a woman who, you know, has a really shitty life and she just, she goes to the movies all the time to like kind of lose herself in it. And she loves this one movie, The Purple Rose of Cairo that has come out. And one of the actors in the movie notices that she keeps coming in. So he, eventually walks right out of the screen and says, Hey, I like you. And she's like, Oh, all right. And she takes my, it's Mia Farrow again, though she's fully clothed. Um, but so good. And Howl's is probably my least favorite Miyazaki, though. I love it. Um, it's just not the same. A vote for Purple Rose of Cairo. It is all tied up, and I totally skipped Jeremy earlier, but I'm not skipping him now. Which is your vote? Which one takes the win? Well, um, I am a, a big anime fan. Um, 
And uh, I will agree that Howl's Moving Castle is probably not one of Miyazaki's best movies, but I don't think it's really possible for him to make a bad movie. And this movie was it was great. I saw it uh, in the theaters. Uh, it was it was you know just a, a great uh, you know story. Very very. I thought it was kind of original. I mean, it had some elements from other. Uh, fantasy uh, stories as well. Uh, the voice acting, I had seen the, the English voice acting. So, you know, obviously Christian Bale was great and Billy Crystal as the um, uh, the fire, uh, I don't know what you would call creature that, that was the heart of the, of the castle uh, was just really endearing. Uh, he did a great job. Uh, I've seen Purple Rose of Cairo and I am a huge Woody Allen fan. I love his works. It's not one of my favorite movies of his. Um, I've seen it uh, a few times. Uh, I do think it is, you know, definitely a fantasy movie. In the fact that the character, I think it's Jeff Daniels, is uh, the actor that comes out of the movies uh, to, you know, start a relationship with Mia Farrow. Uh, you know, it's a good movie. I just, I, I guess, just my anime loving self is leaning more towards Howl's Moving Castle. So I'm going to vote for that. And Howl's Moving Castle is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Hey, Jeremy, it's you again. It is the adventures of Baron Munchausen versus Spirited Away. Well, this was this was uh, you know a tough one. Um, these are both fantastic movies. Um, I love uh, the adventures of Baron Munchausen a lot. Uh, the costumes are just so wonderful. The sets, just just everything about it. Uh, the makeup, uh, the actors, you know, all the Monty Python people in it. Um, uh, and Spirited Away uh, usually is considered one of Miyazaki's best uh, films, uh, kind of a retelling of, uh, you know, Alice in Wonderland. Um, very, you know, heart heart wrenching at, at parts. Beautiful, beautifully animated. Voice acting is incredible. This was a tough one. Um, I just I felt like I had more of a uh, of a connection to the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this. this is against my uh, you know, lo anime loving self here. So I'm going to go with uh, what I consider to be more of the better fantasy movie. So Baron Munchausen, what's it? A uh, vote for Baron Munchausen. Karen. I love running into that guy who, or girl, who says something and you never know whether they're telling the truth. Um, because they exaggerate everything and they do it in a fun, entertaining way. And it, you don't even want to know what the truth is because you'd rather just hear what they're saying. And that's how I feel about Baron Munchausen. I watched it and loved it. Um, I want to be that guy's friend. Um, <laughs> and while, while Spirit Away really, really is amazing, um, it, it, this is the one of the ones that I'm really sad they go up against each other right, yep. right, off, right away. But, but I have to pick The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Uh, vote for Baron Munchausen. Uh, Mike? Baron Munchausen. Uh, Christy? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I'm really sad that these went up together uh, against each other, too. I love The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. It's fun, and uh, it's like it's like a it, it is a fantasy period piece. The costumes are so ornate and beautiful. And like the whole, the set is a costume. It's, it's amazing. It's, it, 
so much money that went into it. Like, it's just, I feel like can't can't say enough about how beautiful everything looks. And um, Spirit Away is, it's not my favorite Miyazaki either, but I put it on the list because I feel like it's the best. It's the most commercially successful. It's the most cohesive. Sometimes Miyazaki kind of like meanders in the middle and you're like, oh, I don't understand that, but that's really cool anyway and you keep going. Um, but this one, it doesn't do that at all. It's like completely seamless animation. It's beautiful. And I feel like this is the first of his movies um, that that made it so, you know, every everyone got Howl's Moving Castle. And uh, gosh, we don't get anything here in Athens, Georgia, but we just got an, a, what, the newer Studio Ghibli movie that came out in our, like, crappy theater over here. So I feel like that's all due to Spirited Away. Um, I think that probably Munchausen is the better fantasy, but I'm going to vote for Spirited Away because everyone else is voting for Munchausen. Uh, vote for Spirited Away, and I'll talk about my dad and Baron Munchausen in the next round because Baron Munchausen is moving on, and we're on to our next fight. Karen, it is Ink versus uh, Kiroku. I can't know. Fuck it. And the Sorceress. I, I, I hope I said that right. Um, I really, really loved Ink, um, just visually and it being, oh, I, I have, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember just absolutely loving it and being completely blown away and not seeing the twist coming. And I know a lot of people probably did. I am one of those people that didn't see the Sixth Sense thing coming. I never see twists coming. Um but at the end of it, I was very, very satisfied with Ink. Uh, vote for Ink. Mike? Uh, I have seen neither of these. I am not familiar with either of these. So I will vote for Kathy's Vagina. Okay, Mike is abstaining for the moment. Uh, Christy? All right. Um, I haven't seen Ink. Um, so obviously I'm going to vote for Kiriku and the Sorceress. It's um, an animated film from this French animator who's a completely self-taught and he wrote and directed and designed everything. Um, it's uh, about this West African village and oh, gosh, you should just watch it for the colors and the backgrounds. The backgrounds are so rich and vibrant and the plants are almost kind of an art deco look to it. It's like really flat and 2D and then everything else is you know, animated on top of it. It's so beautiful. And it's about this little boy named Kiriku who <laughs> it starts out like his mother's pregnant and all of a sudden you're like, hey mom, hey mom. And she's like, what? And he's like, I'm ready to come out. So he's like walking and talking. He's just this amazing, weird um, little boy that comes out and he's finds that his village is in trouble from the sorceress who's like stolen all the men and he it's I, think, I feel like it's a perfect fantasy because it has all these elements of their spirits and there's a there's a witch and he has to go through these unsurmountable, unsurmountable deeds to save his village and this is so great and you should watch it and we vote for it a vote for that one no I'm joking uh a vote for Kiruku. Ah, see, and the sorceress. Um, I too have seen neither of these. Um, sorry, Karen. 
uh, Christy was a little bit better at explaining what happens in the movie. So I'm going to vote for uh, Kiriku and the Sorceress. Uh, Jeremy. Well, I uh, I have seen Ink, um, and I have not seen the other one. Um, my impression of Ink was that it was a very cool, low-budget um, fantasy, very dark, uh, you know, tale of, uh, I, I think it was uh, kids getting uh, captured by these weird creatures from like this underworld type place. Um, just the, the filmmaking was, uh, was really incredible. I, I remember reading it was just the budget was for the movie was just so small and they just did such a, a incredible job with the amount of money that they had. Um, so unfortunately I, I have heard about uh, Kiraku. It does sound like it uh, would be a, a really cool movie to check out, uh, but I'm going to have to go with ink just because I've seen it. And I, I was impressed. Uh, vote for ink. It is all tied up. Mike was abstaining before. <laughs> <laughs> now your bullshit vote counts. Who are you voting for? Uh, I, I'm going to vote for ink because even though I have not seen it and I don't uh, actually know what it's about or anything about it, um, it is actually in my uh, streaming Netflix queue. Um, I don't know if uh, Lucy put it in there, but uh, since at least it's in there, uh, I'll vote for it. And ink. Uh, and it doesn't really it- matter because it's going up against either Princess Bride or Lord of the Rings in the next <laughs> round. So, Oh, it's, it's going to win that. <laughs> it might get crushed, but we are on to our next fight. Uh, Mike, it is yours. It is the Princess Bride or the Fellowship of the Ring, uh, very specifically because the Two Towers is on here too. Uh, I'm going to yeah. vote for the Princess Bride. Uh, I, I really like the Fellowship of the Ring, although it is uh, when we look at the uh, extended cuts, which are the ones that I really sort of judge these by, it's, it's my least favorite of the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> Uh, theatrical cuts, uh, that's not necessarily the case. Um, but, uh, but when we go with the extended cuts, which, which I consider to be more the, the real version of it, uh, it's my least favorite, even though it, it is a fantastic movie. Um, but, uh, the other reason would be princess bride. I thought was eliminated far too early, uh, in uh, best romantic comedy. So it did not get nearly the attention or the love that it deserves. So I think it should get that here. Uh, vote for Princess Bride. Christy. Princess Bride. Hands down. That's it. Another vote for Princess Bride. Uh, yeah. If it wasn't for the extended cut of uh, Fellowship of the Ring, I would never, never have watched any of the other Lord of the Ring movies because I do not like the theatrical cut. And because I do not like the theatrical cut, and that's what I'm going by here is the theatrical cut, uh, I'm going to be voting for the Princess Bride as well. Jeremy. Well, this is this was probably the one that I uh, thought was going to be the most difficult for me. Um, the Princess Bride is just probably one of the most quotable movies that I can think of. Um, it, it's just fantastic, uh, hilarious, um, you know, uh, heart you know, heart wrenching, and and just just a phenomenal movie with an incredible cast and so many great characters sets and the costume i could go on and on the lord of the rings movies are probably you know my favorite fantasy movies i mean it was my favorite fantasy book uh the whole the whole trilogy um you know i picked it uh because i had originally thought that uh we're going to do the lord of the rings as one complete movie but uh i definitely feel that uh it's better than return of the king 
Um, and um, I didn't really have an issue with either the, the the theatrical or the extended cut. I thought they were both great for what they were. Uh, and it's just the introduction of uh, of these great iconic characters, and it's the seminal work in fantasy. Without Tolkien, there could be no, you know, typical, atypical um, fantasy. So it's very difficult for me, but I have to go with Lord of the Rings because I chose it, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. A vote for return. Uh, sorry, Fellowship of the Ring. You said semen. Uh, Karen. Even though my vote doesn't count, fuck Princess Bride. Fuck it. It's a good book. It's way better than the movie. Um, in the book, is it him or her that falls? I mean, in the movie, is it him or her that falls down the hill? He falls yeah. down the hill and he's all yelling as you wish. In the book, he's like, Fuck you, bitch. You just pushed me down a hill. A little milder than that. But he does not yell as you wish. I was like, plus this whole trope. It's If you read any romance female fiction, and I, I go through a lot of YA uh, fiction aimed at girls, this, you know, spunky girl and guy who wrongs you and then redeems himself and is the perfect dude is like a thing and a fantasy you could say that but the other one involves Sean Astin and his sexy hobby hobbit feet (laughs) and I man my groin gets going I'll vote for Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, but Princess Bride is moving on. No worries, though, Karen. The next fight has more Lord of the Rings. Uh, Christy, this one is yours. It is Lord of the Rings Two Towers versus Crawl. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I'm, I guess, generally a different fantasy loving nerd um, than a lot of the panel because. I would totally watch Crawl over any of the Lord of the Rings movies. And that's not saying that I didn't like them, but I don't own them and I own Crawl. So, I mean, full of Crawlness. That's it. <laughs> A vote for Crawl. Crawl uh, is an awesome film. I will not deny it. It's awesomeness. It's stupid as shit. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's not like totally it's, dumb. It's not. It's not an excellent film, but it is one of those films that if you see it in the right light or if you saw it at the right time, it hooks you forever. Period. Uh, it's one of those. Uh, but Lord of the Rings: Two Towers saved the franchise for me. Uh, I was willing to watch anything after Two Towers because I thought Two Towers, the theatrical cut, was amazing. Uh, I, I love it to death. Um, the the extended cut is even better, but the theatrical cut with the 25-minute just big fucking battle scene and you get to see all your favorite people kicking ass, taking names. Oh, I, I really do love that movie. I get an elf boner every time I watch it. Plus, it has a lot more Sean Astin. It has a shit ton more. So I'm voting for uh, Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Jeremy. Oh man, I mean this. Uh, there's so many of these great, great battles in the first round. I love these movies, uh, both of these movies, so much. Crow is probably like one of those movies, like Hawk the Slayer, where it's so bad it's good. Um, 
his weapon is this awesome <laughs> flying glaive star blade thing that is just completely ridiculous and he somehow finds it in the middle of like a lava lake that he reaches into and doesn't get burned <laughs> it's just ridiculous uh it has some really great music really great sets and costumes uh it's it's a very you know prototypical fantasy movie um the Acting is horrible. This actually, I believe, it might have been the first appearance of Liam Neeson, if I'm not mistaken, in this movie as a smaller, uh, a smaller role. One of the one of the brigands in the movie. Um, but uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, in my opinion, just blows anything out of the water in terms of fantasy. Uh, the Two Towers is fantastic. Um, uh, I did have a, a huge issue with the um, the elves coming to uh, Helm's Deep. Uh, a huge, huge retcon, in my opinion, uh, really turned me off when I first saw it, uh, but I got used to it, and I liked it. Um, the extended cut is even better. Um, the battle, Helm's Deep, uh, I think that pretty much since 2002, every uh, fantasy movie that comes out is trying to uh, you know, re, uh, remake, have the Battle of Helm's Deep. Uh, it's just one of the greatest battle scenes ever filmed. Um, and at night, uh, which makes it even more difficult. Um, uh, two Towers all the way. Uh, vote for Two Towers. Karen? Um, what I, I actually watched Curl for the first time this, uh, this week, and what makes Lord of the Rings for me beat Curl is that to me, Curl felt like someone ha was relaying a story like telling a story and then you're imagining it it lacked the type of detail that lord of the rings had like the stairs were clean and he's in tight pants it was like if someone were telling you a story and you're they're like the hero's laying on the stairs dying okay what kind of stairs stone ones um, whereas in Lord of the Rings, they're fully visualized and you are completely immersed in the world. You cannot be immersed in Kroll because it lacks the type of details that allow you to be immersed. Uh, vote for Two Towers. And, that, and that's part of the reason why I didn't, put, uh, didn't let the trilogy stand by itself because there's a lot to like in the trilogy and it would have steamrolled everything. And it's three uh, movies. And it is three movies. Uh, uh, film, filmed at the same time, though. Filmed yeah. Time. But, uh, Mike, go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm actually very surprised here. Uh, I put Crawl on this list. Uh, very often I will put something on the list that I know uh, will be crushed. Um, I was not expecting it to be crushed by the two towers. Um, I figured it would be crushed because uh, I thought I was the only person in the world who actually liked this movie. Um, and I, I love Crawl. Uh, it's, it's not objectively a good movie uh but it is uh, a movie that that's really a lot of fun and it's a movie that that i enjoy watching um and uh you know i put it on here thinking that i'll get one shot to actually sing its praises but since uh everybody else has sung its praises even when they voted against it uh, i'll just go ahead and, and vote for uh the two towers because everybody's already said the things i was gonna say you can you can at least give it one vote it's I, our, I voted for it. I yeah. know you did. I'm just saying you could give yeah, it. I, I would not. I would not. Uh, I, I wouldn't have let it uh, clean sweep against Crawl. But quite honestly, uh, Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers is that good that it it deserve. I mean, it would deserve a clean sweep. 
Uh, so it, it deserves four votes against Crawl's one. What can I say? Just real quick. I love it. Crawl but... is the adult never-ending story. I can it see ha- that. It has, I'll give you it that. It has like fire horses and it has a giant cave spaceship castle. I mean, it really is. It's like never-ending story for adults. But the Two Towers is the adult Two Towers. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'd... Um, oh, cool. see what you did there. Yeah. Um, two Towers is moving and on. And if we eliminate two Lord of the Rings movies in round one on this thing, no mm. one will listen any farther. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Absolutely. we'll be wrong about a fight? Yeah, we're always wrong. We're on to our next one, though. It is Interview with a Vampire versus Willow. This sucks because... I'm not a huge fan of either of these movies at all. Uh, Interview with a Vampire is a really good movie. I like it a lot. Willow is a really bad movie. I like it a lot. Um, but I'm not a huge fan. I'm just one of those people who will watch it and laugh at the bad parts. Uh, God damn it. Fuck you guys. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to go with Interview with the Vampire. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. Um, Antonio Banderas. Uh, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, kind of a pretty badass cast. So, Christian I'm, Slater. Uh, well, come on. Are you really going to mention Christian Slater with those names? Uh, I'm going to go with Interview with a Vampire. Go ahead, Jeremy. Um, well, I chose Willow. Um, Interview with a Vampire is a good movie. Um, I know that we've had some, you know, discussions on what makes a fantasy movie and what doesn't. I know that there's magical creatures called vampires in this movie, but I kind of put monster movies as kind of like the occult. I kind of, you know, shelve them away in a different, a different genre. Um, you know, it, I also feel the, the movie's good. It's not great. Um, you know, it's got some, uh, the costumes are great uh, and the music is great. Um, but Willow is, uh, is, is a fantasy movie, uh, straight up. Um, it's cheesy. Absolutely. Um, but Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan, uh, one of the most badass characters in any movie, uh, kind of like the Han Solo of the fantasy genre. Um, great costumes, uh, great music, great makeup. Um, it just, uh, you know, it's one of those movies I could watch all the time. Um, and I still get frustrated playing the original Nintendo version of Willow because it was impossible. So, Willow. A vote for Willow. And I will say that Han Solo is the Han Solo of fantasy films because Star Wars is a fantasy movie. Well, uh, <laughs> no, okay, go yeah. ahead. K-Dog. Oh, I'm sorry. My turn. Um, this is kind of hard for me. I love Interview with a Vampire. Um, but I didn't necessarily expect it to go up against Willow, which not only has Bill Kilmer looking very sexy, but I have a weird thing for Warwick Davis's hands. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't help but, but vote for Willow. A vote for Warwick Davis's really weird giant hands. <laughs> and a vote for Willow. Go ahead, Mike. Um, Interview with a Vampire is a horror movie. Uh, Willow is not. Uh, I know we, you know, we, if you if you choose to define fantasy broadly as anything that doesn't or couldn't happen in our world, uh, that would pretty much mean every movie we've ever talked about on the show is a fantasy movie. 
And if that were the case, I'd be putting uh, a lot of different movies on here. Uh, And uh, so, you know, for me, if you're going to do that, there's no point in really kind of discussing things in terms of genre. But since we do, and that's what we do on this show, and we have specific brackets and specific topics, and if we're going to do that, we should kind of stick to them. And uh, Interview with a Vampire is Vampires. Vampires are primarily horror. They can be uh, fantasy as well. But I think in the context of this movie, the way the movie is done, the way that it's structured, uh, it is much, much more a horror movie. Uh, And uh, Willow, uh, I I do enjoy. Uh, I I actually liked it quite a bit when I first saw it, but it does not hold up very much at all. And uh, I have found a newfound appreciation for Warwick Davis uh, and his hands. Uh, due to uh, the was it life's too short show on HBO, uh, so because uh, because that's kind of fresh in my mind, uh, I will also uh, give that to uh, Willow's credit. A vote for Willow, Christy. Okay, so I don't really like either of these movies, and um, I really don't like vampires. Um. I don't like attractive vampires. I like, like, Klaus Kinski vampires. Um, and I've seen Willow a million times as a child. And uh, I related a lot to it because I was small. And there's a lot of little people in that movie. I don't, I, I feel like it's kind of exploitative, actually. Um, but just the that other people have already talked about. I'm going to go with Willow because interview with the vampires and I don't know. I just not fantasy E enough for me, I guess. A vote for Willow and Willow is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Jeremy, this one is yours. It is pirates of the Caribbean versus strings. Uh, I just wanted to ask a question. This is the first pirates of the Caribbean movie, correct? On, well, I'm uh, I'm assuming so because it's just Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, uh, I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, great movie. Um, kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I do not like the sequels at all, but I do like the first one. Um, Johnny Depp is fantastic. Um, great, you know, great all around, great production. Um, I know maybe not a lot of you have seen Strings. I, I actually chose this. It's actually a marionette movie. Uh, made, uh, I, I forget what country it's made, made in, but it is just one of the most breathtakingly made movies I've ever seen. Uh, it's like a two-hour movie with marionettes. It's an hour and a half movie with marionettes. And it, 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 it doesn't sound like it would be good, but it's incredible. Uh, just everything about it is just breathtaking. I, I, can't, I can't sing its praises enough. Um, uh, it was definitely, uh, you know, a movie that if you if you saw it, uh, you would, um, you know, just be like, wow, you would just be like, I can't believe this was good, but it was. So I'm just going to I'm going to go with strings. Uh, vote for strings. Karen. I actually want this is another one. I watched this one this week to make sure because I didn't know what it was and puppets sort of fascinate me. Um, and I have to say that the way that they invented this world that the puppets live in is is one of the most creative things I've seen. Um, 
in it, the the puppet strings reach all the way up to the sky. Uh, and so life revolves around that. When your head string is cut, you're dead. If a, your arm string gets cut, that arm is useless and they take they find slaves who still have, you know, an arm string that's still attached and they take the pin out of their arm and take their arm off and give it to the richer person. And when babies are born, they carve the babies out of wood and the mother grows the strings with her strings and then they detach and they attach them to the baby. Um, it was really, really inventive. And while I, I really like the Pirates of the Caribbean, um, it's just not as inventive. And I, I think that's what really... Um, gets me going for a fantasy is something that sparks my imagination and strings really did uh vote for strings mike uh, i have not seen strings um it sounds actually quite interesting um but uh, i'm still gonna vote for pirates uh because while i'm not necessarily a, a fan of of pirates themselves or pirate movies uh i really thought that this this movie kind of sounded like a, a colossally stupid idea uh, I, I don't really care for, for pirates that much. And a movie based on a ride just seemed to be kind of the height of ridiculousness. But then when it came out, it actually blew me away. And it was one of the most entertaining movies I had seen in a long time. Um, and then uh, each one got uh, progressively worse. But uh, the first one, uh, I still think, is a great movie. It's a very entertaining movie. Uh, even though it's responsible for way too many fucking Jack Sparrows at comic book conventions these days. But the reason it's done that's because this movie struck struck such a chord with people, because uh, it was a really just fantastic movie. So pirates, uh, vote for pirates, Christy. Okay, um, I was originally going to vote for Spring, though I hadn't seen it because it sounded like something I would really enjoy. And after hearing both Jeremy and Karen sing its praises. Still sounds like something I would want to vote for, but um, I could just tie it up and let Damon pick. He hates puppets. <laughs> but Puppet he likes mom. Muppets, and that rhymes with puppets. Hmm. I guess I'm not going to do that. I guess I'm going to, I mean... Yeah, I'm gonna vote for strings. <laughs> sorry. I mean, I guess I'm not sorry because two other people voted for it, right? I'm not sorry. Oh, uh, vote for strings, uh, and it's gonna be four people voting for it. I have not seen strings. I have seen Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. Uh, I am terrified of puppets coming to life and killing me because I saw what was it, Puppet Master? Way too young. Uh, but uh, <laughs> from from the description, I would like strings much better than uh, much more than I like Pirates of the Caribbean. The only reason people think Pirates of the Caribbean was good was because they're making two movies out of rides. Yeah, everybody forgets fucking Haunting Mansion came out right before, and it sucks so much donkey Haunted, ball. Haunted Mansion came out after. Are you sure? Positive. Okay, but I still hate Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's a shitty movie. Sorry, I, I know you like it. But strings is moving on. Pirates is going down, and we go are puppets. And we are at our last fight of the first round. Oh, go puppets! They're going to get crushed in the second round. Um, it is the unknown. It's another unknown fight. It, it, it's Jarrett's pick for, for Karen. It is uh, Uncle Boon May 
right? Who can recall his past lives, uh, 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 an Indian film, it's from India, uh, versus a Neil Gaiman classic known as Stardust. Stardust. Go ahead, Karen. I love Stardust. I read the book, I've seen the movie, and uh, he's right. It's absolutely a great fantasy film. You get to be a character that, you know, lives in a regular life and then goes to a, a circus and gets thrown into this fantastical life where stars are alive and there are witches. And um, I wish I had thought of that to put on the list. So I'm glad it's on there. A vote for Stardust. Mike. Uh, I have not seen Uncle Bonmi, who can recall his past lives. Uh, I have seen Stardust. I was not a big fan of it. Um, I'm actually not uh, a big fan of of Neil Gaiman uh, in general. I, I like the Sandman comics. I liked American Gods. Um, I, I I actually uh, don't don't care for him a whole lot, uh, but I try not to hold that against the work. Um, so uh yeah I'll I'll vote for for Stardust uh because uh it uh but you know I I really hated that De Niro performance in there but I'll still vote for it because I did see it. Uh so he's ba- saying he can be swayed. Christy, you're the one that put it on here. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so it's Uncle Boon Me who can recall his past lives and it's a Thai film. From um, Epitetong, We're Set the Cool. And it won the Palm d'Or in 2010 um, at Cannes. It's beautiful. It's one of the last movies shot on film because everything's digital now. And it's, the title is exactly what it's about. It's, it's a man dying. Um, he's a farmer. He lives in like the northern part of Thailand and uh, he has, I forget, it's like liver cancer, something like that. And uh, his family gathers around him as he, um, you know, spends his last days recalling his past lives. It's very Buddhist animist kind of thing. And um, so not only is it his living relatives there, but his dead wife, is there um, looking after him and she's like this transparent ghost. The special effects in her is so minimal and it looks, it just looks, it just looks so great. And, and his uh, long lost son, he, well, maybe not long lost, but a few years before went missing, um, comes back to um, see his father as he's dying and he's not human anymore. He's a monkey ghost. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not like an action movie. It's very subdued. It's, it's like a dream. It's like a painting. It's and and everything's presented in such a matter of fact way that it, it, it seems normal. And uh, this man and his family go sort of on this walk through the jungle to go to this um, cave where he was supposedly where he was first born in his first life. And there's like sex with catfishes there's like there's like a in one life that um there's a sad princess and a catfish orally pleasures her so i mean it's, it has a little sort of everything 
This is like a Thai dirty big fish. It's not. It's it's like a catfish. No, I mean big it's fish. Like a, the movie. Oh no. <laughs> okay. It's but Tim Burton was was the head of the panel that year, and he maybe that was why it won Palm the Oar. A vote for Uncle Boon May, who can recall his past lives. I'm sorry, Christy. I have to crush your hopes and dreams and vote for Stardust. I, I, I like Stardust, but I haven't seen Uncle Boon May. I apologize. Jeremy? Well, I, I also have not seen Uncle Boon May, but it sounds uh, quite quite interesting. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to check it out. I, I have seen Stardust, and I have to be honest, I really didn't like it at all. And I like Neil Gaiman uh, in, in general, um, but the movie just felt completely plastic, and I didn't like any of the characters, and that Robert De Niro performance made me want to vomit. Um, then you should totally vote for the one you haven't seen. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to vote for Uncle Boon Me. Mike, can you be swayed? Uh, no. <laughs> so Stardust is moving on. Uncle Boon Me has gone down, unfortunately. But we will be back right after this brief message from um, I'm just making it really hard for Mike to cut any of this out because I'm continuing to talk and make noise so it, it really can't end until I stop talking. Actually all I have to do is pull a piece from an old episode. Fuck you. Once upon a time there was a goddess and a hunter. She was beautiful and he couldn't help himself. There wasn't a single part of her he didn't but she was leaving soon on the goddess world tour so he did something kind of crazy and they lived happily ever after fantasy everybody has one hey i'm mike i'm x this is a promo let's start this over can we start this over no i think we should do this this is what we're using Okay, our show is called Commentary Track Stars. Um, we do audio commentaries for movies and television shows primarily, but we've also got some other stuff. We've got, we're coming up on now, we're going to have five shows. When we make a mistake, we live with it. Go go visit us at commentarytrackstars.com. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Larry Nimichek, and you're listening to Geek Fights! Woohoo! And we're back. Doing what we do every week, coming at you with California trademark geek cred. See, I told you, I totally make up a song on the spot. Um, coming at you with geek cred, Jared Formby trademark. Karen, what is your geek cred? Well, I I read a lot, so fantasy is my thing. I like escapism, um, and I cut subgenres and definitions a little differently than I guess than than some people. But I, I do think about those things. I, I have organized my bookshelves with subgenres of science fiction before it's happened. So that I, I think that's cred enough. Thank you very much. Christy, what is your geek cred? Um, I am also a book nerd. I read more than anything else that I do. And I'm also a political nerd. And... um. Yeah, that's good for now. 
Rock and roll. And Jeremy, friend of Chuck, first time on the show. What is your geek cred? Well, um, I'm kind of a jack of all trades. I like uh, pretty much everything geek. Uh, I have a huge comic book collection. I am in love with the fantasy genre. I'm a big reader, too. Um, Song of Ice and Fire is just blowing up right now. It makes me, you know, just, you know, I, I shed a tear. You know, it, it makes me really happy. I read a lot. Um, I love movies and, and TV shows and, and, you know, all different stuff, you know, types of, uh, of, of geek stuff. I go to the Comic-Con all the time and, you know, I just love talking, uh, you know, talking uh, entertainment and, and, uh, and books and things like that. Rock and roll. Uh, when you said I have a huge, I thought you were going to say hands or com- or cock. So I, I wasn't expecting uh, com- <laughs> I leave uh, Warwick Davis in the dust. Let's just put it that way. I'd be depressed for Warwick Davis if his penis is small because he has giant hands. So it's going to yeah. ma- make it look even smaller. But you know, um, if he just had pretty much a normal sized one, it would yeah. like hang all the way down to his feet. He has a little person wife. So maybe she has a a regular sized vagina. Does she walk funny? <laughs> I don't they, they know. They all kind of waddle. It's kind of you know, okay. Okay. Physics. Okay. Let's get back to geek fighting, <laughs> Mike. This fight is yours. It is Highlander versus Brazil. Uh, I'm going to uh, go with with Highlander. Um, while uh, you know. I, I, I think my definition of fantasy uh, could be, be sort of broad enough to allow Brazil in because even though it's not what I normally think of, uh, it, it's, it's definitely hard to kind of like classify it in, in the same sort of science fiction as, as you would have, uh, you know, Star Trek or 2001 or something like that. So it's, it's, not, it's not like maybe fantasy in its purest sense. Uh, and it's actually, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, there's very few, I'm, I'm not a big fantasy fan, so maybe that's one of the reasons why I, I don't look at the, the nuance as much and kind of look at it a little bit more general and broad. And I don't have a lot of these movies uh, in my collection. Um, I don't actually have Highlander, even though I could have gotten it for free. And I've had it because uh, Anchor Bay put it out years ago. But, you know, because it's something I never really wanted to watch again, uh, I just never really held on to it. But, you know, I've got that, that three-disc Criterion collection for Brazil. Uh, ter- I have more Terry Gilliam uh, films in my collection than any other director. Uh, he's one of my my favorites. But I, even though I, I I can allow Brazil in, you know, just there's this part of me that goes, but Islander has swords and uh, fantasy swords. There's no swords in Brazil, so uh, I got to give it to the swords. A vote for Highlander, Christy. Yeah. Um. Brazil is such an amazing movie, and it's totally a fantasy. There doesn't need to be swords and, like, chain mail and shit for there to be fantastical things happening. Brazil is one of Terry Gilliam's finest. It's Gilliam fantasy. It should move on. A vote for Brazil. Hmm. Ah, guys suck. Because I really don't want to vote for Highlander. I, I, the only thing I want to vote for in Highlander is the Queen music video from <laughs> Highlander. I'm not joking. It is ridiculous. I sat and watched it like two times in a row, three times in a row, just because of how ridiculous it's the coordinated, the coordinated the sword fight. 
Yeah. Pardon? They did the, they did score. the entire score for the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Not I know just that, that one song. But, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just talking about the music video for that Because that's one, one of those song. those Prince early 80s universe. videos that's just you know, so bad to begin so with. So early 80s. It's so awesome. Um, you know, I then, don't care what's winning. That's, that's going to be our outro music. <laughs> <laughs> but I am voting for Brazil. Uh, just to offset Mike's weird geek logic. Um, swords. Jeremy, What's wrong with swords? Nothing's wrong with swords. It's just you're hung up on that. Go ahead, Jeremy. Okay. Um, solely based on filmmaking, Brazil would win this hands down. It's a great movie. It's Terry Gilliam. Uh, it's it's beautiful. It's dark. It's very quotable. It's you know just a strange you know beautiful tale. Highlanders is not really a great movie per se, uh, and the sequels are god awful. Uh, but the swords in the movie are kind of awesome. So they use these swords to kind of cut people's heads off and then gain lightning power, which makes them stronger. So Highlander wins. Oh, vote for Highlander. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Karen. Which one takes the win? This is going to Brazil. Um, fantasy to me, you're in this world where things don't function the same. There's surreal. The, the technology is not about how it works or even a, a focus on it in the world. It just is different. I, I don't see it any differently than, you know, having your magic and swords, having your strange computers and processes and uh, things like that. So for me, I, I really love Brazil. And Brazil is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Christy, this one is yours. It is Legend versus the Wizard of Oz. Okay. Oh, well, this is easy for me. Um, Legend is Hmm, okay. Um, red and purple. I think I said that before. Wizard of Oz is the Wizard of Oz. Um, gotta vote for Wizard of Oz. I don't really, I don't really have anything to say. Uh, vote for Wizard of Oz. I too will be voting for Wizard of Oz. There are two movies on this on on here that when my parents are dead, I will watch them and remember all the great moments I've had with my parents. And hopefully I do die. Uh, they do die, you know, before me. Uh, Wizard of Oz is one that my mom would constantly make us watch. Year once a year, every year we would have to watch Wizard of Oz. And I and and because you know I haven't lived with my mom in several years, I, I haven't watched it, but I still know it's there, and I still know that I can I can share those memories of my mother uh, through the Wizard of Oz. So I too will be voting for Wizard of Oz. Uh, Jeremy. Yeah, it's uh, how can you how can you go against uh, the Wizard of Oz? It's it's um, it's iconic. It's uh, it's just uh, you know the first really uh, nineteen thirty nine or whenever it came out. You know, Legend is a great uh, not a great well, it's a good it's a good fantasy movie with really cool fantasy elements. Uh, and as you know, I guess when you think fantasy movie, I would probably think Legend is more of a fantasy movie than Wizard of Oz, just because I you know elves and 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 you know and hobgoblins and things like that uh but you know wizard of oz is just uh a much better movie so i'm gonna have to go with that uh vote for wizard of oz karen wizard of oz 
another vote for Wizard of Oz. Mike, why isn't it a clean sweep? Um, well, you know, you know what I love about Legend? Uh, and you know, the, um, the creepy kid that looks like uh, Frankie Muniz, but it's not, but it totally looks like Frankie oh, Muniz. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That too. Was well, that a woman? <laughs> um, is, and, and actually, you don't have to have swords to be a fantasy movie. You can have fairies and goblins and unicorns. Uh, this movie's got unicorns. You can have the devil. Munchkins. It's got the devil. It's got all that stuff. And what I really love about it is that it does draw from all these these different things. I mean, it's almost kind of an homage to uh, fantasy stories, looking at all the great fantasy stories and pulling from it and, and taking from it. Um, so that's why it's a clean sweep for The Wizard of Oz, because The Wizard of Oz is the kind of movie that inspires other movies to copy it, to imitate it, uh, all of that. And there are no swords and there are no unicorns, um, but it is still... Uh, again, not just one of the best fantasy movies of all time. It's one of the best movies of all time. And can I can I add one thing that the Wizard of Oz books are actually quite incredible as well, um, and they're actually a lot darker than the movie. Um, I, I'm not sure how many of them there are, but I remember as a kid reading them and just being completely absorbed uh, in in that world. And it was definitely a fantasy world, uh, and so obviously Wizard of Oz is what the winner. And Wizard of Oz moves on in a clean sweep. We are on to our next fight. It is Never Ending Story versus Conan the Barbarian. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what is what is good? I can't remember the line. See your what enemy, is good in life? Uh, see your enemies driven before you uh, and something and something and hear the lamentation of their women. Um, the Never Ending Story it, it, it will never be bad for me. I, I have seen it as an adult. I, I, you know, Christy mentioned earlier that she went back and watched it and was crushed. Uh, but that's because I continued to watch it from the time I saw it as a kid. Every couple of years, I would watch it. And, I, you know, it, it never lost its luster for me. Uh, Conan the Barbarian is a fucking horrible movie. So I'm going to vote for Never Ending Story. Uh, Jeremy. Well, this is uh, this is another really tough matchup. Uh, I love both these movies. I think Conan is a great movie, um, and uh, you know I also think Never Ending Story is a great movie. Uh, Never Ending Story more for nostalgic region uh, reasons. Um, you know, it's just one of those movies I just used to watch on repeat. The tape was just you know battered to you know to, to nothing after a while. Uh, Conan uh, again, like I said before just such a great fantasy uh you know action movie and so violent and so uh epic and the score is fantastic uh but i think for these two movies uh for me it boils down to which one do i want to watch and if i had to choose between these two i would probably put on the never-ending story so i'm gonna have to go with that uh vote for never-ending story karen I am voting for Never Ending Story because Damon, you are absolutely right. The new Conan the Barbarian is better than the old, and uh, I think that it should have been left on here as an open question, allowing our geek logic to decide which Conan. But a vote for Never Ending Story, uh, Mike. Uh, I will vote for Conan the Barbarian. Um, I think. Just because it specifies something on here, you can vote for whatever reason you want. And, uh, you know, what was better than the movie 
and better than uh, the new movie and Conan the Destroyer uh, were the original stories. I actually read books. That's how good they are. I read them. The comics, too. I read those first. Those were awesome. Um, And I think in a fight, um, Conan uh, would uh, end that story. Oh, vote for Conan. Uh, Christy. Um, I will also vote for Neverending Story, mostly out of nostalgic reasons. But before we say goodbye to Conan the Barbarian, I read somewhere when I was like doing some notes for this that there are scenes in that movie that are like directly stolen from Seven Samurai and Qui-Gon. Do you know if that's true? It wouldn't because surprise so, me. I, I wanted, yeah, <laughs> really. It well, would John Williams was a big, uh, uh, big film fan, so it wouldn't surprise me he was a marginal. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, um, I mean, I'm still going to vote for Neverending Story, but interesting. Uh, vote for Neverending Story. Neverending Story. Moving on, we're on to our next fight. Jeremy, this one is yours. It is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory versus Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, this is another tough one. Um, I do love uh, the Harry Potter movies. Um, some I love more than others. Obviously, we're talking about Azkaban, which is my favorite. Um, but uh, it's <laughs> Willy Wonka is is again. It's it's if I had to put one of these movies on right now, I would probably want to watch Willy Wonka. Um, it's just, uh, it's more quotable. It's more fun. The, the songs are so great. Uh, Gene Wilder is just, um, is phenomenal. And I always like to uh, scream at people and tell them, good day, sir, as much as possible. So uh, I'm going to go with Willy Wonka. Uh, vote for Willy Wonka and it's you lose. Good oh, yeah. day, sir. That's right. Um, Karen. I am voting for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, because I, I love feeling like I am being led into the fantasy. So part of that is always going to be your point of view character. Um, and Charlie is pretty bland, which as most point of view characters should be when they're leading you on this journey. Whereas Harry is just fucking whiny. So I'm voting for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. A little bit more love for Willy Wonka, Mike. And a little bit more love for Willy Wonka. Wow. Christy. Did you die? Christy? Hello? Sorry. Um, Willy Wonka. Another vote for Willy Wonka. Ah, God damn it. I love the shit out of Willy Wonka. I want it to be a clean sweep, but I honestly can't. They have you know. Uh, they have unicorns. They have uh, giants. They have every single fantasy trope, including swords, in the Harry Potter universe. So I can't let the Harry Potter universe go down without a clean sweep. But I really want to because Willy Wonka is the shit. But I'm voting for Harry Potter. Willy Wonka is moving on. And we're on to our next fight. Karen, this one is yours. Is Howl's Moving Castle versus Baron Munchausen? That's easy. It's going to be Baron Munchausen. Uh, for everything that's already been said. Uh, vote for Baron Munchausen. Mike? 
Uh, yeah, I'll have to agree. I mean, again, I, I'm not a, a anime fan. Uh, I, I I did like Howl. It is a, it is a very good movie. Um, but uh, I, I believe I did mention uh, just a little while ago that I have more Terry Gilliam films in my collection than uh, than anything else. I think this is one of his best. Um, one of the most signature, and I think that you know the signature Terry Gilliam uh really really has has a very strong fantasy vibe even when he's doing movies set in our world although i don't believe any movies are set in our world not even documentaries um i uh i just have to vote for munchausen it is just such a such a great imagination and great vision and and actually the movie never should have been been finished i mean that that movie was was hell to make and uh it's still an absolute gem when you see it you could say that for every Terry Gilliam movie. True. <laughs> Just gloss over the fact that you said documentaries were not filmed in our world. Okay. Um, Christy. Um, yeah, I have to agree with everything that Mike just said. Um, including that documentaries, you know, it's a, it's based on whoever's point of view of the documentary. Like there's always going to be slants. There's nothing. It's, Everything is perception. So, but uh, Munchausen. <laughs> Another vote for Baron Munchausen. You're darn tootin' I'm voting for Baron Munchausen. As I said, there are two movies on here that uh, I watched with my parents, and and this Baron Munchausen is the one that my dad was like, "Hey, you know, I think you like this movie. It's it's the first movie where I think that I understood that my dad got who I was. I think I was." 10 or 11 somewhere around there he knew i wasn't going to play sports even though i tried and my dad was a sports star as a, as a kid uh but you know it's one of those things where he he tried to connect with me and he used this movie to do it and it's it's damn good so i'm going to vote for baron munchausen uh jeremy is it a clean sweep yeah, I mean, I uh, I'm a big anime anime fan. I love Miyazaki, but if this had been maybe spirited away in this bracket, I may have gone in a different direction. But Howl's Moving Castle, although good, is really not one that I feel uh, is uh, as good as the rest. And Baron Munchausen is one of my favorite Terry Gilliam films, and just everything about it is just um, so so glorious um, and. Uh, great re- uh, repeatability uh, in, in watch and rewatching so let's uh, let's say it's a clean sweep baron chip moonhausen moving on uh mike it is ink versus princess bride uh this is an easy one um i still haven't seen ink uh, i really do like the princess bride a lot uh I, I i actually agree with with karen that the book is superior but i'm not gonna hold that against the movie yeah, i did actually read two things on this list um and uh but i'm not i'm not gonna hold that against the movie the movie's a lot of fun uh i i saw it kind of on a lark i think we went to see something else and it was sold out or it had already started so we we just like all right well let's see this movie so i had no expectation for what it was and uh i just had an an absolute blast of time watching and i still do it's something that i can still watch and still enjoy and uh and i haven't seen it uh, vote for Princess Bride, Christy. Um, I haven't seen Ink either. Um, and Princess Bride, uh, I, I think it's going to be an easy choice between these two for almost, or maybe everyone on the panel. But I just want to say, you know, 
film is a completely different medium than than you know writing than 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 books. I and mean, you can't compare. I mean, you can say you like one better than the other, but I feel like to say that you like nobody can say that they hate it. Well, I mean, I guess I guess you could hate it. Maybe not Princess Bride, but. but it's just a different thing. It's a different monster. You can't, you can't, you have to show people everything um, because they're, they're, they're not, they're not reading it. But Princess Bride um, definitely deserves to go maybe, maybe to the final round. I guess we'll see. A uh, vote for Princess Bride. Um, inconceivable. Um, what, what's, what's the actor's name? I'm trying to remember well, it right Wallace now. Wallace Shawn. Grand Nagus is it? Grand Nagus. He was Grand in Nagus. Yes, he was in Star Trek: The Experience while I was there, and he was in one of the shops. And uh, Anthony, who's been on the show, got him to say "inconceivable" right there in front of me, and that shit was so awesome that I have to vote for Princess Pride. Jeremy, uh, I mean, you know, I've seen it. It's you know very cool for what it is, but Princess Bride is just an iconic movie. Um, so so unbelievably quotable and just so much fun. Whenever it's on TV, I can't turn the channel. It's just I, I have to watch it. Um, I actually have not read the book, uh, but uh, the way you speak of it makes me want to read the book. Um, so I'm going to definitely go. I'm going to definitely say it's not inconve- inconceivable for me to choose Princess Bride. A uh, vote for Princess Bride. Karen, is it a clean sweep? Fuck no. I abstain. Karen abstains, and by that she votes for Ink, a movie that she put on and wants everybody to go out and find and watch and enjoy. Uh, But Princess Bride is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Uh, Lord of the Rings Two Towers versus Willow. Christy, that one is yours. Um, I think this is also another obvious one. We'll start getting to the harder ones in the next round. So, Two Towers. I'll vote for Two Towers. Um, I would vote for Two Towers because it's a superior film in every way to Willow, but I really honestly can't stop thinking about um, what's-his-name's giant hands on my cock. (laughs) I don't know why. I just keep looking at it in my head, and I'm like, that would be so weird. It would be so tiny. But I don't know how big he is. Like, there's, I have no point of reference with him, but I, I think his hands are like gigantic man hands and it would make it look so tiny. So I've got to vote for Willow. Um, I can't be swayed. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I love both the movies, but you know, two towers gotta be, you know, Willow's just too small of a film. Um, even though I do love it, uh, two towers, uh, vote for two towers, Karen. Two Towers. Another vote for Two Towers. Mike. Uh, well, you know, Damon, his hands may look wonderful on your cock, but just imagine Hobbit hands on your cock. And then the fur would be a nice uh, accent, I think. Um, and uh, while there are swords in Willow, there's a shitload of swords in Lord of the Rings. Uh, vote for Two Towers. And Two Towers breezes on by we're on to our next fight uh it is strings versus stardust um 
I voted for strings in the last round because I hated Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, that's right. Spike coming out. But I do like Stardust. Uh, I, I like Stardust a lot. Uh, I've only seen it like twice. And I don't, I don't care about De Niro's crappy performances because I've never held him in high esteem. I, I've always thought of De Niro as kind of funny De Niro because I saw all of his serious stuff much, much later. So I'm going to go with uh, Stardust. Uh, Jeremy. Um strings uh stardust sucks and strings is a marvel to behold so strings uh vote for strings karen um i'm voting for strings as well i liked the book for stardust much better than the movie and because i think my imagination did a better job but uh, I don't think I could imagine better puppets. My Barbies just had sex. <laughs> a vote for strings, Mike. Uh, I'd like to thank you, Damon. You made this actually very easy for me. Uh, because on one hand, I really don't care for Stardust that much. Uh, but I haven't seen strings. And even though the descriptions have been very good, um, I don't I don't trust that coming from people who like the movie. You can actually I heard somebody describe Superman 4 in a way that was like, you know, that actually doesn't sound half bad. Uh a description of something is not the execution and that's one of the most important parts of a movie and when you describe it you just leave out all the the shitty parts. So even though the descriptions have been great, generally I don't vote for the thing that uh, I I haven't seen just because well of course you're making it sound good. You put it on the could, list. Could you, you be you swayed like if I told you what's wrong with it? What's wrong with what? With strings. If I told you what's wrong with strings, could you no. be swayed to vote for strings? No. Um, okay. But I'm voting for strings um, <laughs> because uh, earlier Damon voted against me just to cancel me out. So I'm voting against him just to cancel him out uh, because he already mentioned Geek Spite. All right. Uh, that wasn't for Spite. That was just to cancel you out. Uh, Christy. No, mine was Spite. So since you oh, okay. already addressed Spite in the episode, it uh, it opened it up for me. Okay. Uh, Christy? Um, strings would have went through anyway because I don't like Neil Gaiman. I don't want to see Stardust and I want to see Strings. So, Strings. Strings is moving on. Jared's pick goes down in a blaze of glory. We're on to our next fight. Uh, Jeremy, this one is yours. It is Brazil versus the Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is also tough. Um, I gotta go with Wizard of Oz. Um, it's just something that I would probably, um, always want to watch. I, feel like they definitely broadcast it at least once a year on basic cable or probably around Christmas time. And it was just something that I would watch, you know, with my family year in and year out. Um, I knew all the songs. Um, I tried to skip down the road, like all four of the companions on on a regular basis. Um, Just, just a fantastic movie. So I'm going to go with Wizard of Oz. A vote for Wizard of Oz, and you were promptly beaten up after the fact that you were skipping down the the, <laughs> the, the yellow brick road. Uh, I hope you weren't wearing ruby shoes. That would be no, sweet. no. Uh, Karen, um, I really hope at some point we do best dystopia, uh, because Brazil will get its due there. But if I want to watch a movie, I. After watching it, even after I, I liked Brazil, I was like, I never want to watch this again. 
Whereas Wizard of Oz, I would pick up over and over again. I would show it to my kids. I can't wait to show it to them. They're going to be terrified of those flying monkeys. <laughs> A vote for Wizard of Oz. I what? actually can't wait to show my kids Brazil. I don't know if that... <laughs> 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 says a lot about you, <laughs> Mike. Uh, I'm I'm also going to vote for Wizard of Oz. Um, while Brazil is a great movie, uh, I got high and watched Brazil, and I really just couldn't follow it. I got high and watched uh, Wizard of Oz, and it's fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> and, and even though Terry forward. Gilliam is is visually, I, mean, I, I think his visuals are are, are his his best. Visually, he, he's a visionary uh, movie maker. But I, I'm still just amazed that that um, Wizard of Oz is that good, is that imaginative, that the, the colors and and the look of the whole thing, and and that's fucking 1939, and it's like people there there are directors who can't really master that with today's technology. Imagine pulling that off back then. Um, so uh, yeah, Wizard of Oz. It's just it's it's so much. It's I I, I would not have enjoyed brazil when i was a kid i enjoyed it as an adult but you know wizard of oz i can enjoy both so wizard of oz another vote for wizard of oz christy all right um so i would probably rather watch brazil today like right now um but i can't not vote for wizard of oz so wizard of oz Another vote for Wizard of Oz. And I will quickly make it a clean sweep for Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz into the final four. On to our next fight. Karen, this one is yours. It is Never Ending Story versus Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. This kills me to have to pick, but there is a point where Never Ending Story is nostalgia and the, the plot breaks down and there's that boring part with the racing snail. Um, and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory just keeps moving, and you get that really scary part on the river, and I find that even scarier than that nothing wolf. Uh, vote for Willy Wonka. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, vote for Willy Wonka. I have not voted for a never-ending story yet, so uh, I'm not going to start here. Uh, Christy? Um, yeah, Willy Wonka, definitely. I can never go back to the never-ending story. The never-ending story. Uh, another vote for Willy Wonka. Uh, yeah, I'm voting for Willy Wonka. And, you know, I, I totally forgot about the point-of-view character. I totally forget about Charlie. Uh, the beginning of that movie is really actually pretty good. And then him finding the golden ticket. I love that. I've got a golden ticket. I'm voting for Willy Wonka. Uh, Jeremy, is it a clean sweep? Uh, it's not, and uh, I'll tell you because um, I think just I, I love the Neverending Story, and I actually read the book of the Neverending Story, and the, the uh, movie is pretty accurate up to about halfway through, and the second half of the book uh, goes off on this really crazy tangent, uh, which would have been really interesting to see if they'd ever made a sequel to it. But it's just um, of the two, just rings more true and and for me nostalgic wise so uh i do love willy wonka but you know i kind of want to give it some some love so uh, i know willy wonka moves on but i'm going to vote for the never-ending story you know they did make a sequel to yeah. the never-ending story i was right? totally going to say that they, they did but they, yeah. they didn't do it from the source book uh like the first movie so and this the sequels are just absolutely terrible 
You mean uh, the one where the guy who was on Sequest and then he ended up yeah, killing himself? Yep, Jonathan Brandis. Yep. Oops, I, I, I didn't mean to bring everybody down while we're talking about fantasy. <laughs> but Willy Wonka is moving on. And we're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the Adventures of Baron Munchausen versus the Princess Bride. Uh, I am going to vote for Baron Munchausen. Um, I, I Like I said many times, I, I love the Princess Bride. Um, it, it, if I actually were to watch one right now, it would probably be Princess Bride. I think it is more watchable, but it's more watchable because it's it's a lighter movie. It's an easier movie. Uh, you can watch a, a little bit and, and you know just sort of laugh, and it's, you can make it a little bit more background because you just sort of keep your ears peeled for the, the stuff you like. But, but Munchausen, to really enjoy it, it it's a movie you really got to immerse yourself in. It's a movie you have to get into because it is, uh, it is a, a world. I mean, it is a fictional world created by a very, very imaginative person. Uh, both, you know, in terms of the story and in terms of, you know, it, it's being executed by the filmmaker himself. So uh, it's it's just such a, uh, a a meatier movie than Princess Bride, which at the end of the day, I mean, it was on it, it's already been on best romantic comedy. So, you know, at its heart, that's that's still kind of a lot of what it is, where uh, Munchausen is just pure, pure fantasy, pure imagination, a world of pure imagination. Oh, wait, that was the last round. A vote for Baron Munchausen. Uh, Christy? Um, everything that Mike has said, plus, this is like a legendary, hugely expensive movie that bombed in theaters and has this giant cult following. Now. Well, I don't even know if you call it a cult following now. Everybody loves the adventures of Baron Munchausen, so um, I'm definitely voting for that over Princess Bride, which is just, you know, it's it kind of, Princess Bride kind of goes along with the grouping of like Young Frankenstein and that kind of humor. And it's not, and, it, and it's based on a book. I mean, it's, it's just not as original and just boundary breaking and just, Terry Gilliam got to do like re- everything that he wanted. He got to do whatever the hell was in his brain. And that's what the movie is. And it's awesome. Uh, another vote for Baron Munchausen. I too will be voting for Baron Munchausen. It's got Robin Williams when he was still funny, and Baron uh, and Baron Munchausen and Uma Thurman when she was still hot before you got to see her weird feet, or at least the way they were portrayed in uh, Kill Bill that made them weird. And I will always be weirded out by her feet now, but she was really hot in that movie. And there's a uh, uh, oh, that's right, but you didn't get to see anything. Got a nipple. Did you get a nipple? There was a nipple. Okay, but it, it doesn't matter. There's still... Uh, it's an amazing film, chock full of actors that everybody and their mom knows, but didn't realize that they were in this movie. This movie, if you haven't seen it, you really do need to go out and see it. Bar- the Adventures of Baron Munchausen is an amazing film. Uh, Jeremy? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is really rough. I love these movies uh, both um, a lot, uh, but... Um, you know, I like seeing movies that I can, you know, quote a lot and, and, and you know, it's just a lot of rewatchability. So I think I'm probably going to have to go with Princess Bride going against the grain. It's just something that just, you know, you know, resonates a little bit more with me, um, even though I do love uh, Baron Munchausen. Uh, and it's probably more of a fantasy movie uh, in, you know, 
it when you define it. And, and I agree that Princess Bride is kind of a rom-com, um, but it's just so funny and uh, so great. Uh, so I'm just going to go Princess Bride. A vote for Princess Bride and Karen. Oh, it feels so good to get rid of Princess Bride. So good. A vote for Baron Munchausen, and Baron Munchausen is into the final four. And for our last spot in the final four, Christy, this one is yours. It is Lord of the Rings Two Towers versus Strings. Um, while I really do want to see Strings, I don't feel like it's fair to not put a Lord of the Rings movie through to the final four, so Two Towers. Uh, vote for two towers. Yeah, it's 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 two towers. Uh, you know, it's o- almost nothing stands up to two towers. Two towers is the shit. Uh, I'm voting for two towers. Uh, Jeremy. Well, I um, yeah, I'm in two towers, but I just want to say that I'm very happy that strings made it this far. There was the little engine that could, and I'm glad that it got into the uh, into the semis um, or the quarterfinals, I guess. Uh, but two towers is just. Uh, it's a juggernaut, so. A vote for two towers. Tower. A motherfucking beast. Uh, Karen. I, I do want to take this opportunity before it goes away to mention what is wrong with strings. Um, what pulled me out and kept me from getting the, the type of immersion that you can get with Lord of the Rings um, is that with puppets, they cannot emote with their face at all. And that is really hard to overcome Muppets and, can and, okay <laughs> except for in Dark Crystal because they don't like their faces don't move they're freaky faces um, anyway that was what pulled me out and made it feel long for me so even though it was very gorgeous puppet work in an imaginative world the fact that I could not place myself in this world made it hard for me to get immersed is that a vote for string? No, it's a vote for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Another it, vote for Duke Howard. The characters were a bit wooden. <laughs> Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, you know how I said last round there's a shitload of swords in Lord of the Rings? Uh, yes. Swords cut string. All right, then. Two towers into the final four. Ah, we've got our final four. It is the Wizard of Oz versus Willy Wonka. Fuck, that's hard. And Baron Munchausen versus Two Towers. Yeah, just just big clusterfucks right at the end. Uh, Wizard of Oz versus Willy Wonka. That's me. Mario! Uh, God damn it. I love my mother. You've heard her on the show once. But I like Willy Wonka just a little bit more than I like Wizard of Oz. I, I think it's the, the fact that it is so dark. It is such a dark film. To, to, to tout as a children's film is crazy because it's not and most people because uh, that was a colossal flop too like it flopped in 1972 when it came out uh, people did not like that movie my dad fucking hates it he's like oh that, that movie's horrible uh, but I, I love the shit out of Willy Wonka and, and it found its following probably 10 years later when people grew up and were like oh this shit's fucking freaky and then they got high and watched it uh, I vote Willy Wonka Jeremy uh, we, we've been talking about the um, Johnny Depp Willy Wonka this whole time, right? 
Fuck no. <laughs> that is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I've been voting Willy that Wonka. way. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is uh, this is Willy Wonka for me. Um, I feel like it's more relatable. Uh, I feel like I know what it would be like to want to be Charlie. Um, and it's just... Uh, I just think it's a movie that I, I, I think I would want to watch more. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Willy Wonka. Another vote for Willy Wonka. Karen. I'm just going to say, I actually really love Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, but I, I am voting for Wizard of Oz. I feel like um, there is that, both of these have that iconic threshold moment where you step through into the world and no Wizard of Oz, no The Wiz. The Wiz is an amazing film. A vote for Wizard of Oz. Mike? Uh, you know, I'm going to stick with, with Willy Wonka. I mean, something you said earlier, Damon, is it's such a dark movie. Um, you're surprised it was marketed to kids. When I was a kid, I didn't think it was particularly dark. I mean, yeah, there's some scary moments. That, that dude's kind of scary. But overall, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that darkness uh, until much later. I mean, I thought Oompa Loompas were fun and it's colorful. And, and that's the thing is, is even though both movies are ones you can enjoy both as, as a child, as an, as an adult, I think Willy Wonka is the one that, that sort of grows with you and your perspective on it changes um, because it's, it's kind of in the end a richer, maybe more complex movie, or, or maybe it just allows itself to more interpretation. But because the way that I enjoy Wizard of Oz now is not fundamentally different than when I was a kid, other than the uh, you know, now I can appreciate the, the technical aspects of it. I know more about the history of it, uh, things like that. But in terms of, of what I get out of the movie, it's mostly the same. I appreciate its darkness a little bit more, too. But Willy Wonka, it's a completely different movie. Uh, yet both of the movies that I've seen are great. So, uh, Willy Wonka. Uh, vote for Willy Wonka and Christy. I'm so glad I didn't have to, like, break a tie. <laughs> um, so... Willy Wonka and The Wizard of Oz are two super iconic and very similar films in that they're, all, they're both like staples of everybody's childhood. Um, the Wizard of Oz is like a technical marvel. It was groundbreaking at the time. Willy Wonka, not so much, but like... I think Mike was just saying, you really, you get a different perspective of it as you grow older. And that sticks with you. Um, it's a lot more personal than The Wizard of Oz where you can marvel at it, but it's not, doesn't put you in your, in your bones. But I'm going to go for The Wizard of Oz anyway, since it doesn't matter. A uh, vote for The Wizard of Oz. See, you're lucky you didn't make a really good argument for Wizard of Oz because I, I was waffling there. I could have, I, I almost switched back if you had voted for Willy Wonka just so I could be like, yeah, mom, I voted for Wizard of Oz it, it, just in case she doesn't listen to this episode. Uh, but Willy Wonka is into the finals. Uh, on to our next fight. Jeremy, this one is yours. Another hard one, at least for me. It is Baron Munchausen versus the Two Towers. Um. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I I love both movies, but Two Towers is the uh, is the winner. Um, it's it's 
Tolkien. It's it's uh, it's so epic. Uh, it, it boggles my mind uh, how great of a movie it is. Um, the the banter between Legolas and Gimli is just is just hilarious. Um, the, the 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 bloodiness, the swords, the action, the 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 magic, the score, just just everything um is just uh you know and baron munchausen is great in itself love terry gilliam but it's just a smaller movie and i just can't i just can't see it beating the two towers so i gotta gotta vote for two towers a vote for two towers karen I'm going to stay with uh, Baron Munchausen. For me, this is a huge fight between two completely different kinds of fantasy. You're talking high fantasy with your typical elves and dwarves, and Tolkien invented that. Well, maybe not invented it, but he everything after that is is Tolkien-esque. Um, whereas The Adventures of Baron Munchausen is about exaggeration and storytelling and doing fantastical things um it reminds me actually a lot of the arabian nights and the thief of baghdad i know that went out early but being able to tell stories that are um captivating on a very personal level as in one-on-one captivating rather than grand stories that may may draw you into because they're the beginning and the end of the world, they're sort of the um, the chronicles of Narnia, grand from the beginning of the world to the end of it. Um, I I find myself more drawn to the personal, which uh, means I'm I'm voting with for Munchausen. A uh, vote for Baron Munchausen, Mike. Uh, I'm going to vote for uh, the Lord of the Rings um, for for a couple of reasons, um, and actually some of them tie into what what, what Karen was saying. Um, first of all, uh, yeah, I mean this the, the, this are two uh, absolutely amazing movies and two very very different movies and two movies that almost represent two vastly different kinds of uh, of fantasy, and and that's a hell of a fight. And I love these type of things because it's really sort of looking at, at the breadth of, of of a genre. Um, but we already have in the finals something that's a little bit uh, more whimsical, a little bit more uh, fanciful, something that is uh, more about imagination and and about a, a lead character who, who's got that kind of strange, uh, puckish charm and charisma. Um, and rather than see two of those in the finals, uh, I, I would like to see some good old fashioned sword and sorcery. And it is, you know, sword and sorcery. I mean, they got everything in there elves hobbits dwarves they got a fucking uh creature made out of fire they got those big tree guys those are in there too right sometimes i can't tell which was in which movie um i mean it's 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 basically like you know the the dungeons and dragons character guides uh brought up brought to life in a movie (laughs) and uh and then also just both of these were kind of impossible movies to make and both of the filmmakers had to really kind of up their game to try and get them done uh, and, and both face tough odds. Uh, but in the end, I think Gilliam as a filmmaker swings for the fences and usually doesn't quite hit it. Even though he makes great movies, there's always kind of a sense that 
this isn't still quite the movie that he wanted to make. And I don't think he's good at being able to differentiate what he can do and what he wants to do. But Peter Jackson just nailed it. That is like perfect filmmaking. And yeah, he had the technology to, uh, to make it happen, but he also invented a lot of technology to make it happen. And every movie that exists today is in somewhere or genre movie. And certainly every fantasy movie, uh, is, is in debt to, uh, to what happened with this. And, and you know, till even through today, Gollum is still the single most convincing, uh, CGI character. So while the story of Munchausen may be better, the actual execution of the filmmaking just has to go to Lord of the Rings. Uh, vote for two towers. Christy. I agree with everything that both Mike and Karen just said. Um, I feel, okay, what Mike was just saying about how because of Two Towers, it, it, it's a true, it's like other fantasy movies after it will, will follow it. And I think that might be a bad thing because I don't want everything to look like that. I, I want that to be its own separate thing. And also, um, I agree that Terry Gilliam always has this super high bar of what he's trying to reach and he never quite makes it. I think, I think maybe the closest he ever got as far as he's concerned is Highland, which is awesome. And, um, widely panned, but it, it has the whole wizard of Oz thing to that. But anyway, um, I feel like Munchausen it's the only medium in which that story exists. There's no, there aren't any books, there aren't any video games. It is solely from his mind onto film. And I feel like that deserves, a, deserves to go on to the next round. You suck, Christy. It is all tied up and it comes down to me. I hate you so much. Um, because my mind, my mind right now says two towers. How the fuck we're, we're talking about best fantasy film? It's got to be two towers. It has to be sword and sorcery because that's what fantasy is. That is the definition of fantasy for lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of the majority of people think of fantasy as sword and sorcery, but they forget that fantasy is damn near everything you've ever seen on on film. Uh, literally, just about everything is fantasy. Uh, superhero films are fantasy. Everything's fantasy. Uh, my my heart. My heart, heart, heart is screaming Baron Munchausen. It's screaming it. I can hear it in my ears because Baron Munchausen shaped my mind and my young adolescent mind and changed it in a way that I was open to watching crazy things like it. I wanted to find more of it. And, and I think that's kind of what fantasy really should do. Lord of the Rings... Lord of the Rings has never made me want to go and find more things like Lord of the Rings. I just wanted to watch Lord of the Rings. That's it. Um, it never really expanded me. And, and the thing is, things like Lord of the Rings generally suck because they're not the Lord of the Rings. So that's another reason to vote for Lord of the Rings. Because Lord of the Rings stands alone as a, a pillar of this is exactly what fantasy movies should be. And anything that falls short is, is a, a pale comparison to the Brought the the general definition of fantasy, so this is incredibly hard for me. God damn it, you guys fucking suck! And see, 
nobody's chiming in because they don't want me to geek spite quickly vote against what they voted for. God damn it. You guys aren't giving me any And outs. also, everything that everybody has said has been right. It's not like we're disagreeing with anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of what, you know, this, this is, hey, you know, this but is a this, this, is this, a, this could have been a final round uh, matchup. No, this is the final round matchup because right here we are defining what we mean by fantasy. Is it sword and sorcery or is it something else? And the rest of the world defines it as sword and sorcery. Always has been, always will be. But Star Wars is a sword and sorcery film, but not really. But it's a fantasy film. There's lots of fantasy films that people don't even think of as fantasy films. Um, Big Fish, like Karen was talking about, wanted to talk about on this show, is a fantasy film. But nobody defines it as that because it doesn't have swords and magic. And because Baron Munchausen doesn't really have swords and magic. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. It's it's a weird, weird, weird film, and I love it to death. I'm gonna vote for Baron Munchausen to take out Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Yeah, yeah, I can hear the internet calling me a fucking idiot. I don't care. I I, I don't vote against my heart. I can't. It would hurt too much. I'm voting for Baron Munchausen. Baron Munchausen is moving on into the finals. We've got Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory versus Baron Munchausen in our final fight. Karen, which one are you voting for? I'm going to stick with Baron Munchausen. There's actually an RPG for Baron Munchausen. The rules start with get drunk, come up with a crazy accent, and then you tell each other stories that are completely outlandish, and someone can either say, I don't believe you, this is how it happened, or I believe you, and then they tell their own story. It sounds and is an awesome game to play. I can't think of a way to to experience uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory like that. I, I bet re- touring real candy places is not. You, you can't get anywhere close to actually living out that fantasy. Oh, vote for Baron Munchausen. Mike? Uh, this is very, very tough. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Willy Wonka. Um, because, you know, certainly, you know, again, part of this, you know, looking at it as, you know, what is the better film as, as opposed to what, what is necessarily the better sort of bigger, broader sense. And I think, uh, Willy Wonka is, is just a better film. It's executed, uh, incredibly well. It's a great musical. The musical is great or the music itself is great. It's very colorful. And and while Munchausen is also an incredibly well executed film, again, Terry Gilliam just always seems to sort of not quite nail it at the end. I mean, there's always, he, he just doesn't, doesn't know what his limitations are. And sometimes that's a good thing, but also sometimes it means you don't really get your vision across. Um, and the other reason is Munchausen is, is a great fantasy and that it's, it's pure, it is pure imagination. I know that's a Willy Wonka line, but it is, it is storytelling. It is, it is tall tales. It is all of this stuff, but Willy Wonka does something else which is it actually has uh, a lot of, of layers of, of meaning and, and subtext. And, you know, you look at Willy Wonka and he's, he, you know, on one hand, when he's a kid, he's this fun guy, but then he's also kind of this strange devil character almost. I mean, there, people have mentioned the illusions, how this is really, you know, is, is this the river, you know, Charon, is he the, the, the devil is basically 
with Willy Wonka a metaphor for the levels of hell? You know, is this Dante's Inferno? Uh, he's been compared to like Loki, the trickster god. There's just so much more richness in in that for me than in than in just telling stories and telling tall tales. I mean, it's actually got so, something kind of under the skin and something that's also creepy. Munchausen is a fun movie, but it's never scary. It's never. It doesn't give you the range of emotions that uh, I get from watching Willy Wonka. Um, and again, you know, M- Wonka worked as a kid. He worked. It works for me as an adult. Munchausen, I wouldn't have understood when I was a kid. Um, uh, it's great as an adult, but it's just not, not the same level for me because it doesn't. It doesn't have the same depth, and it it doesn't have kind of the same breadth that uh, Willy Wonka has. So Willy Wonka. A vote for Willy Wonka. Christy. Wow. I was going into this round thinking that I was going to vote for Baron Munchausen, like, hands down. But after that, after that spiel, Willy Wonka is found in pretty good. It's very, very difficult. I, I was thinking that the last fight was going to be the hardest one between Munchausen and two towers, but um, do I want to put through classic children's... Well, they're both classic children's movies. Oh, gosh. I think that I'm going to give it to Gilliam because he needs a pat on the back. A uh, vote for the adventures of Baron Munchausen. <sighs> uh, that's a sigh of relief. I don't have to think very hard. And I don't have to put Jeremy on the spot and and and, and mess him up. Uh, I love Willy Wonka. It, 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 it is really great. It is it is a fabulous movie. Um, but it's, it, it, it's got fantasy elements. But I, I don't think of it as much of a fantasy film as I would think Baron Munchausen is Baron Munchausen is a is a completely fantastic fantasy movie. It's completely fantasy. What is it? Death comes to take him as he's telling the story while the war is going on. The cannonball, the speedster, Eric Idle. There's so much stuff going on in that movie. It is very, very, very hard to grasp when you're young, but once you see it again as an adult, uh, there's a lot more to it. I, I think Mike hasn't seen it in a long time. There, there, it, the movie does have, some, have a few layers to it. Uh, 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 not as many as Willy Wonka, but it definitely has some layers. And I will be voting for Baron Munchausen. Jeremy? Well, I'm, uh, I'm still reeling from the defeat of the two towers, so bear with me, because I was kind of looking forward to having that versus Willy Wonka, because they're such different movies. Uh, both of these movies are very whimsical, uh, and they are both fantasy movies. Um, you know, perhaps Munchausen is more fantastical than Willy Wonka, but perhaps I might have to invoke some geek spite here, and because it's decided already, go with Willy Wonka. A vote for Willy Wonka, but Baron Munchausen. Munchausen doesn't have Oompa Loompa. And exactly why it wins. Baron Munchausen is the best fantasy so movie you, of all you time. Want a little person's hands around your cock, but you don't want them to. No, win. no, no, no. I want his giant hands. He's still if a little they, person. I know. That's why his hands look giant. But uh, 
Bear Munchausen is the winner of Best Fantasy Movie of all time. But we are, of course, as always, wrong. We're not wrong. This we're, one, we got it right. No, we we're wrong. Right. We're something always just, wrong. <laughs> something I just realized was that all four movies that made it to the semis all have little people in them. Yes, they do. Every last <laughs> one of them. And they all must have giant man hands, is what I'm thinking. Not all of them. The, the, oh. the, the people that so play fantasy the fantasy is little people? The fantasy is little people, yeah. Do you even realize how long I called uh, little people uh, munchkins? Like, I called them munchkins until I was like 13. I didn't realize that you're not supposed to call little people munchkins. But anyway, <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Um, does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Jeremy? No, I'm, I just want to say I had a great time. Uh, I look forward to joining future uh, podcasts. And uh, thanks for having me. Never again. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Christy? Um, no. Um, other than this, this, this particular fight, this, this best fantasy movie show was epic. Like, seriously, this is, this is really hard. Is it, that's what she said. Oh, <laughs> Karen. Um, actually, I do. I've been listening to a new podcast. Jeez, I can't talk. What's a podcast? A, a podcast called Rogue Demon. Jesus Christ, I can't talk. Um, Rogue Demon Hunters. Um, it's sort of like I know we pimp Gamma Quadrant, and we've also pimped uh, Mega Podzilla. Well, Crazy Joe and two chicks are taking on Buffy episode by episode, and they're on episode four, and they are hilarious, and I love it. And it's called Rogue Demon Hunters. Uh, so by the time they hear this, they're probably on episode five or six. Yeah. Remember, we're, we're, we, we they're, transport. They're quick future. episodes, though, so you could probably catch up really fast if you needed to. Rogue oh, Demon I, Hunters. Could I plug something? I thought of something. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the Will Wheaton uh, video podcast, Tabletop, for tabletop gaming. It's just really hilarious. And I don't know if you guys do any gaming, but it's really great. I think there's about five episodes um, and they've, you know, covered some pretty, pretty great games. So, Will Wheaton, he's the man. Will Wheaton, tabletop. Uh, check out our friends, DVDgeeks.tv, Subspace Communicate, and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Also, check out Bye Bye Robot. They've got uh, some awesome art there, including, uh, what, what is what is the, the Galileo 7? The Galileo 7 poster is fucking badass. Seriously, check it out. Uh, what is it? Um the rockforfilesfiles.com. I'm not joking. That is an actual website. Uh, also, check out the Soulless Minions of Orthodoxy. We do uh, a couple commentaries with them, but they do amazing commentaries over there. Special thanks goes to Karen for being our rep present. Check out what she's doing with the Chris Mitchell on the Geek Fights Tumblr. Uh, he, Chris Mitchell has also made a wikia. I literally have not looked at that in a month. So if you have said that Damon likes to eat cock, I, I would not know. It's it, you can go on the wikia, add yourself, add other things. It's fine. We love to you know mess with Chris. Um, and of course, Mister Formby, uh, for the pimped out intros he creates. Uh, hopefully he'll be back to creating them by the time this episode's up. We don't know yet. Uh, uh we haven't gotten com- confirmation, but we've got good news. Uh, you can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at www.heystartrek.net. Um, Mike, what do you have? You can find me every week on the Week in Geek video show on YouTube, where uh, we discuss the new comics that are coming out, 
every Wednesday. Uh, you can check us out at geekbytes.net where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets that we mentioned earlier, past episodes, and links to our wiki, our Facebook, our Tumblr, uh, some slash, or picked. Uh, I, I think we have, do we have the haste, a link to Hey Star Trek? Pretty much anything we talk to, we're going to eventually start putting links to. Yeah, because, you know, we're lazy. Um, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or the Zoom Network or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekbytes@gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter. We're Geekbytes there. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming fights. Let's see. Next week is... um. Um, oh yeah, that's right. It's Gary Oldman versus Liam Neeson. Uh, I don't know if I'd mentioned that yet, but that is next week. And the week after that is Best of Arrested Development. That's a great show. We get to talk about it. Uh, yeah, any and all ideas are welcome. Uh, thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight, mofos. Good day, sir. You lose. Good day, sir.
whenever I think of uh, you know how uh, gay pride, the, the rainbow flag is uh, you know what represents it. I always think of that Dimitri Martin joke where he says, you know, I think it's pretty selfish of you guys to choose refract reflected light as as your colors. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just is refracted light, but <sighs> gay pride. Yeah, they clean up cities seriously. You really do want the gay community to move nearby. They they really spr- spruce up the place. I'm just saying. Plus They're... two dudes having sex. Okay. Hot. See, not for me. I don't find that to be hot at all, Karen. You might enjoy watching gay porn. I do not. Damon just likes to watch them make out. I don't like watching them <laughs> make out either. Although every now and again, I'm like, hmm. Because, you know, I'm on one of the websites that has things. And I'll see, I'll see something. I'll be like, hey, let me click on it. Oh, that's two guys. <laughs> and I'll stop. And there will be that half a second where I go, maybe I'll. No, I'm not gonna watch yeah, that. <laughs> moving on, moving on. I just like watching two guys shave each other's armpits. So I don't know about you guys, but w- what? I think I'm going to sing a new Geek Cred song. Cheer for me, trademark Geek Cred. Yeah, why not? I'm, I'll mm. make up a song on the spot. It'll be amazing. Because that's how I'm an amazing lyricist. 